You are listening to Just Breathe with Bree, where I get the opportunity to vibe out with amazing creatives and what an amazing creative we have today, my girl, Court Court. She's back, y'all. Courtney is back, and I'm hype. That's my girl. Thank you, Court. So y'all know I love me a good introduction, and today's episode is no different. I call this wonderful woman the meat of my show. I, every time she comes on, it's just a vibe. Like, I can ask this girl anything, and she just goes there with me. And I love her for that and for the joy and the light that she brings into my life. Um, we got my girl, C-Love, Courtney, is back on the show and she is like spitting fire fire so continue to listen to just breathe with brie yes ma'am okay perfect all right good okay so court as you already know me and you tried to do this before and it was acting up but i had interviewed a couple more people after and now it's been like setting and 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 working so i'm be asking you some of the same stuff but at the same time it might be some different stuff because like i like to have genuine conversations with you and sometimes repeating you know what i mean i don't know uh, but what i want us to talk about like the retrograde stuff because i felt like it was such a good topic it was so good like I, you you helped me really understand like and there's still stuff i'm a little bit like i don't really get but you were very helpful and so i want you to talk about like the how Venus is about um, like sensualness and like love and all of that. And then like, you know, how Mercury is about communicating. Like, like just break it down. Break it down, please. <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, the first time I, I'm not, a, I'm not an astrologer. Like, honestly, like to be an astrologer, like to really know stuff, it takes so much, so many years of like study and like patterns. But, um, you know, just I, I try to pay attention to how certain, you know, planetary changes have an impact on, you know, like my life or the lives of people around me. And so I always notice that people talk about uh, Mercury retrograde mm-hmm. and that one in particular, um, I have seen how that affects things. Mm-hmm. So before this, before this uh, retrograde that we're on now, you've witnessed it like how many years ago? Oh, well, Mercury retrograde usually is related to um, like communication, right? Mm -hmm. So sort of like our conversation. (laughs) Right. How that shit acted up. Right. Given given that we had already kind of talked about it jokingly, how, you know, Mercury retrograde can mess up communication. It can, um, it can lead to mis uh, uh communication mishaps, misunderstandings, lost mail, <laughs> right? Like anything related to getting the message from one place to the next can be disrupted. Um, whenever like Mercury, the planet that rules communication, mm. um, is moving backwards, and like we talked about when they say uh, retrograde and going backwards, you can almost look at it as like a time for rewind. It doesn't necessarily mean that um, everything will be opposite of how it normally is, but retrogrades um, 
for people that are interested in like being the best version of themselves me okay doing retrograde <laughs> it's amazing to watch the things that happen you know um the people that'll call you out the blue like that's the main one that people always mention the um the phone calls but it could be anything it could be um you know you find something from a long time ago um you realize that you never opened a letter or <laughs> you might start thinking about someone and you might naturally think that you're supposed to call that person mm. but are you on my street are you on my street <laughs> no because listen this really happens to me courtney no bullshit like i'm really i'm like wait a minute what's <laughs> Was she yeah. watching me? This, Girl. This, this, this that time right now. Oh my God. But you're not supposed to give into that necessarily. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, so tell me why. What what is it that you should why shouldn't you get into it? Because it's not you, real? No, but it's 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 almost like this. Um are you in control of your emotions or do your emotions control you? Girl, depends on the day. Okay, so let me tell you, because there are certain days where I can <laughs> I can say, like, I can manage my feelings. Like, it's like, especially in, like, scary spaces, like, stuff I don't necessarily want to talk about. I can mm-hmm. kind of have my back on that one. Um, but when it comes to, like, like, I guess my past, like, stuff when it, like, involving my ex, and like having to deal with those emotions, that stuff makes me want to call him. Like that type of stuff sometimes just be like, maybe I should just like just say something. But then like what will stop me from doing it is I'm like, you you know, you, you want it to break and, and take a pause for a reason. Honor that and be your best self in this space because you lived your best self in that space, but you haven't in this one. You feel me? So I'm like, I'm trying to like look forward, not not go back and not feel like I'm missing something but just get everything I need in the moments that I'm in right now you feel what I'm saying yeah you know it's like this it, it, you have to decide what are your uh, you have read something that said um today's red flags become tomorrow's um hold fast you know like 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 today it might be a red flag, but tomorrow that's like a deal breaker. You know, it's like mm. it's like today, I'm like um, oh, he smacks when he eats. You know, tomorrow it's like oh hell no, <laughs> I, I don't even want to hear that because you have a reason for not wanting to hear the smacking. You you know, it's like that that shit makes my ears hurt. You know, it makes my you know like you have a reason, right? So oh, it's like God. a lot of times we go through life. Not really making decisions. That's why I asked you the question of, you know, like, do you control your emotions or your de- your emotions control you? Because a lot of people are not free. Like, they're, they, they are at the mercy of their emotions and other people's emotions. And so when you're at the mercy of other people's emotions, you'll find yourself doing stuff that you don't want to do. Like, that's when your heart and your mind aren't really in agreement and you doing stuff to keep peace or you're mm. a people pleaser or you lonely or something so, like that. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I I do come from the world of people pleasing. I just kind of shook off the people pleasing part of me, maybe like early this year, like probably like January ish, like when I decided to quit my job and stuff. 
and it was just kind of like I can't keep making people like want to you know like this or try to play nice to keep peace because I'd be at war with myself you feel what I'm saying like I go home and I'd be like Absolutely. wearing all of that shit you feel what I'm saying and I was like I cannot do this suffering anymore like I'm no longer holding my motherfucking peace if I have to say something I have to say it and I have to let people decide whether or not they want to be offended or not because they have no problem doing it to me you feel well, what I'm saying? Well, so see, you know, like real talk though, like like let's I like to not think about anybody other than myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you why. Because energy runs out. And if I spend a whole bunch of time trying to like understand other people mm-hmm. as opposed to like really, really knowing my rules and really working at keeping them mm-hmm. then then I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really messed up you know it's like when, when we talk about people pleasing though uh-huh. we always talk about addictions like in America you know like we talk about drug addictions food mm. addictions um online social media addiction right right but people don't really talk about addictions to things like dopamine you know, like dopamine is the, is the neurotransmitter that's responsible for feeling good. It's like the the pleasure principle mm. neurotransmitter. So it's almost like every time you uh, your dopamine is is you know triggered or what have you, and dopamine can be triggered like just someone smiling at you. Mm-hmm. Someone smiles at you, so then that makes you feel it 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 raises your spirit. Or whenever someone um, gives you approval or validates you, that becomes like a high for you, you know. And sometimes we can become addicted to chasing that high, you know, meeting new people, uh, uh, what they call those one night calls. Like all of this is the result of uh Cause oh, 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 wait, 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 because just the fact, just just you explaining it itself sounds like me. Not 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 even going bullshit you. I most definitely have a a high in a sense or a sense of dopamine when it comes to, um, uh, like I don't know, like people, like th- those those moments that you just listed. I be feeling like that for myself. So that means like what I always want to be happy. I always want to be like what am I searching for? I mean, honestly, it's nothing wrong with it. It's like, but the problem is that it's an addiction. You know, just like somebody that smoke weed, you know, if they smoke weed once a month, once a year, you don't consider them addicted. Mm-hmm. But if somebody can't stop smoking to get a job, you'll think mm-hmm. something is wrong with them. If this woman can't stop talking about this man or she can't stop chasing him around because he was nice to her in the 90s or 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 he's a jerk most of the time but when I can get him over my house it's like heaven (laughs) oh wow yeah it's like you just get addicted to that feeling it don't matter what you got to do to get it it's like a junkie like they don't care about what they got to do to get high they'll think about that tomorrow it's oh so my much- god so so i mean do you think this is an addiction of love like like yes those who- it's, it's, a, it's a dopamine addiction you know first off love is not love is in your head i, I mean i hate to break people break it down and i'm not trying to sound like love isn't worth having because love is just everything again we talk about that vibration like when someone says i love you it's mm-hmm. hard to feel hate 
mm-hmm. in that moment. Absolutely. Especially if you want to believe they love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like love means whatever you want it to tell yourself. Yeah. So if you tell yourself that love is like uh just someone telling you you're beautiful, then you know, maybe you'll seek a job where you being beautiful is important and the more beautiful you are, the more attention you get. And I'm not saying that's why people become strippers, but if you go into a lot of work that is sexual based and think that your job is not there to spread dopamine, I don't know, like you dealing with addictive people. You really, girl, you make a good ass point. Yeah, but most of us are not out here trying to like get at why we act the way we act. We just going off of, oh, I felt this way today, right? And letting that emotion wash over us, never really reflecting on why. So it'll be easy to be like, oh, it's murky retrograde. I almost called my ex. It's like, fine. Like, like you almost called them, but that shouldn't have been some kind of challenge on the inside if you already had decided to leave that person alone. And and listen, I struggle. Like, you know how, like, you're always forthcoming about the things you struggle with? I struggle with looking backwards. Hmm. You know, and then, like, I heard about um, the story of ISIS and, Os- hmm. and how, like, um, basically he dragged her to hell and he didn't want her to leave him. Mm-hmm. So they made some kind of agreement or whatever where, you know, like every year she could come back to earth, but she couldn't look backwards. You know, it's like, I, I like, I'm really into like studying mythology because yeah. I be trying to understand, um, I be trying to make sense of things that happen to me. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people will um, like to criticize people who are into like, you know, somebody might call it a fantasy or whatever, right? Like, I'm not saying like, you know, how we tell little girls they're princesses. Yeah. And we know damn well that their father wasn't no prince or we know that their mother don't come from no line of kings or nothing like that. Right. But we we put that idea into a girl's head so that she kind of understands how she should be treated, mm-hmm. how she should view herself. Mm-hmm. Nobody nobody questions or calls the mother or whoever stupid because they want their daughter to recognize princess energy and embody that. Right. So why don't adults realize that we can do the same thing? But as an adult, you're going to have to hold yourself actually accountable. It's not just a title. You know, like all these people around here talk about they kings and they queens. But quite frankly, you don't own no empire. You don't own no kingdom. But there is a such thing as king and queen energy. And that ain't no shit that you've seen on a t-shirt. It's it's people to study. It's energies that these people embodied. It's mm-hmm. challenges that they overcame that they can talk about it. And that's what makes them great. That's why you know their stories. Wow. What are you doing to make sure your story is known outside of like, you know, making sure your ex remember you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh my God. 
Oh my God, girl, let me tell you, you, <laughs> I thank God. I thank God for you, yo. Oh my God, I thank God for you. I never looked at it like that. And I, and I like, I like to at least look at myself as a positive thinker, but I've never, like, I've, I'll have spaces of, like, all right, when I, when I was being a people pleaser, right, I would go into spaces of, listen, like, like having to be afraid and to tell people how I felt, like all of those stuff, like going into those like moments where it grew me out of it. You know what I mean? But like to actually embody a king and queen spirit or actually like embody that you are, you know, you're royal, you're this, like you're that, like other than just saying it out your mouth and making yourself like confess it, but just walking in the light of it. That's like, I mean, that's probably what, like, preachers and, you know, ministers and them do, right? Man, let me tell you something. I try to explain, well, see, the thing with me is I don't really be trying to tell people a whole bunch of stuff. But the people who I, you know, who I will chat it up with about energy, it's like, um, first off, some energy can't be faked. All right? So, like, again, I just go back, like, I always talk about the tarot because it is the most accessible tool that anyone can access like you don't even need the cards you can literally go online and see the cards and the reason why I like um the tarot for just explaining to people how to get themselves on a different path mm-hmm. it's like our lives are a journey. Like, what's a journey? Like, anybody ever went on, like, a road trip? No. Uh-huh. You know, some legs of the trip is smooth. Yeah. Some days is rainy. Exactly. You know, windy you know, roads. Bust a tire. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 that is the long road. Life is the long road. So, the problem is some people get caught up in cycles, and they don't know how to get themselves out of them, you know. And I speak from experience in the sense that I was a pro as single Courtney. Mm-hmm. A pro. I knew how to do that. Like, mm-hmm. I knew how to work, how to have fun, how to save money, how to cut the grass, <laughs> how to have energy to cook, how to be able to volunteer with the community center. <laughs> like, like, I knew how to manage all those things on my plate and it's amazing how much a child completely threw off the balance of my entire life and it's not a joke and this is the thing some people are just better they're just more graceful during their storms Hmm. so they could their whole life could be falling apart but because the light of God is in them, the masses don't know. So that just makes their struggle even harder for them because nobody knows and nobody will understand. And and if you're a God body, people tend to resent your resilience. Yeah. So, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but, but, but I mean, it goes to show. So I'm like, okay, so if you were talking, I mean, I know at this point you were talking about in general but if you were talking about yourself would you say that you go through your times of struggle with grace because of who you serve and because of what you believe about yourself and how you just hold yourself to a standard uh i'm gonna say this i have been in this fight 
for a very long time. Like, like my personal spiritual growth um, did not just start. I would say I became much more direct in giving thanks publicly than I used to. I was always a person who used to say things like, oh, I'm more spiritual than religious. But even with that declaration, I had no concept of what it meant to live as a spiritual being. And so like how I was saying about how people don't really know how to transition into the different stages, it's because people don't realize that they are the only people that can get them out of that stage. Oh. So, so like being a king, because it's all in your head. This is oh. what I'm it's, it's completely in your head. So like yeah. you saying, I quit my job. I did this. I did that. Um, you, if clearly, clearly, I mean, you know, unless you just have like a family that just supports everything you do and, and all of them are combining to put 10 grand in your account every month and they're wishing you well on your entrepreneurial no. journey. Like <laughs> if, if you're pretty much out there doing it on your own, then that takes gumption. That takes some kind of uh, forethought. It, 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 you, are, you, you are the fool. So, so in tarot, the fool is zero. See, Jay-Z got this line in his song, Black Excellence, where he talks about it took him years to get to zero. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like when when you put it like this, like how I was saying, I talk to people, people with money, people in powerful positions absolutely seek what they call esoteric knowledge, you know, whether that be any form of divination, like if they go to palm readers, if they got some um, prophetess that they see, some Bobby Lau, I'm, I'm just, it's like, we don't talk about these things in our society because we have a Christian society or a Muslim looking society you know what I mean and I just say Muslim looking because our structures are not Muslim our governments aren't filled up with Muslims making decisions to impact Christians disproportionately you know we fundamentally have a Christian nation Mm -hmm. so it's like you know listen I I just want to go back to the whole thing about you know just being the fool Mm-hmm. It's like, like what, want, is, what does being the fool mean? So, so all right. So let's let's go back to a king. Let's compare a king with a fool. So, in the deck, there are four kings. Okay, mm-hmm. but there's only one fool. So, a fool is zero, meaning. And if you look at the card, it's like a little boy with a knapsack with basically nothing in it. He's just walking along and he's happy. He got a little dog nipping at his heels, but there's a cliff coming up that he don't see. You know what I mean? He's just, ah, la, 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 la. he's just walking around. He packed light, you know, but it's still danger. So you know how like they say God protects fools and babies? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like for you to be a fool, you have to trust in something. Yeah. 
you know so other people will look at you like you're at zero that's what everybody says to me i'm i'm a fuck they tell me i'm stupid yeah like i've had so many people say to me why are you leaving this good man why are you doing this y'all didn't have no what is the like and i hear all these people say it to me and it be people that i don't like they really even know me like you feel what i'm saying or or some that do but they'll make these comments and i'm just like but if like if I just if I go back because everybody's telling me I'm a fool or I'm dumb or something like that, like then I didn't do it because I was ready. You feel what I'm saying? I'm I not mean, going... but how about you? You didn't do it because you weren't sure. Like I don't wasn't... don't always put it like it's a negative thing. Like oh man, I didn't do it because you know whatever. It's like no, I I didn't feel confident. Confident in what? Staying in a relationship? Yeah. Or yeah. Like, yeah. so, like, people would be like, well, what's not that bad? Okay, fine. But it's not exactly as good as it could be. Yes. I can I can attest to that. I, I definitely think I have a more confident space now than I did when I was in my relationship. Like, don't get me wrong. It wasn't like a, oh, I was so down, like, all the time or nothing like that. But I just feel like I didn't own, like my individuality thing, my personality and how I truly am all the time. You know what I mean? And you know, and once you get that, you will never be able to go back to that. Like I I used to, like we talked about this before. I used to be attracted to like powerful and charismatic. um, Me too. Energies. Me too. And um, it was this one particular person that, I really was getting breadcrumbed in the dynamic. This this was as I was uh, going through my um, just fully, fully clicking. You know, it, everything was starting to fully click. And like, this was like the first person that I had met that was challenging my rules. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like a conflict because I really liked the person but I didn't really like how they were treating me, mm-hmm. you know? And so most people are not able to see that those are two distinct things. So yes, he could be a good guy. Yes. We could have been together for a very long time. Yes. We could have made lots of plans, but now I am a different person and those plans don't really align with the person I envision myself being. Mm. And you should respect that I can articulate that. Oh, hey, like, hey, Courtney, that's what I'm talking about. I love that. Oh, my God. People don't even appreciate the fact that people can express their emotions. You got so many oh. up, emotionally repressed people out here. You get a motherfucker that tell you the truth. Yeah, it might hurt. Yeah, that voice might girl say it. Girl, I'm trying to tell you, and it, and you'd be surprised how many men out here do not have a bitch telling them that. Like I, I, I really be sitting here like these men are so afraid to open up. You be sitting here like, God damn, what is your trauma? Like, what, what, what? what did these girls shut up? Like, why, why don't y'all want to even connect at all? Like, it just be so like. It'd be the the smallest little things, like you just trying to have a conversation just to see like each other's whereabouts or whatever, like not even on a wild shit, but just like, hey, what you doing type shit. That can go into something. That can be a place where you're guarded. Like I just be like, what the fuck? People can ask you a random question, and that's a that could be 
But all this, like, I just, I don't know. I don't get it. I, I mean, you, this. you, you, listen, you will get it. I'm trying to explain to you. Once you get completely into Brie, like, I'm into me. Mm-hmm. 100%. And, and that's not to say that, um, I put it like this. Because I value myself and my time so much, I'm so ready to cut you off. Now, somebody else would be like, damn, you ready to cut a person off? I am because I'm a spiritual being and I'm wondering who the fuck sent you. Because why are you here? You know what I'm saying? Like, wait, 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 me. wait, 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 wait. So this is what you feel when you have people come into your energy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because cause you got to understand the energy I walk in. I don't give off. Come talk to me. Okay. I don't give that. So if you come and talk to me, right, either you a serious motherfucker because you recognize my seriousness or I'm a conquest. And What's I'm a conquest? This, What's a conquest? You want to conquer this. You want to like, say like, you got this. You want to you wanna have sex with me. Yeah. You want to be your woman. Okay. All right. You, you want to mind fuck me. Okay. You want to have me wondering where you are. I mm. Listen, you will never waste my energy in that way. Because I have allowed people to do it. And I knew that it only hurt me. It only hurts me when I overextend myself. It only hurts me when I act like some shit that upset me didn't. It only hurts me when I act like I'm not disappointed in your behavior. (laughs) Like, like at, at, at our age, and I don't care what age you is, you 25 or over. You should not be telling somebody you're going to do something and don't do it. Oh, that speaks about your character. I agree. Nothing to do with us. I agree. I definitely agree. And that that miscommunication is just like I. Girl, you preach to the choir. That's all I can say. I'm saying if a person is hurting you in the beginning, like why? Let's keep talking about that struggle love, and and I'm not talking about struggle love in the sense of uh. We got to get it out the mud together. I'm talking about struggle love in the sense that it got to hurt before it feel good. Fuck you. Bitch, mm. you're not going to hurt me, then make me love you. <laughs> like, no, you got what they say in school. You start with an A. It's up to you to keep it. Okay. And that's not being mean. At all. It's just being uh, firm. Like, I posted on Instagram today. You know, like, I used to want to understand people. You know, like, I'm an empath. I, I took psychology in undergrad. I used to wonder, you know, when people would, oh, maybe they're going through something or, oh, you know, whatever. I used to try to understand behavior. And then I realized, like, that is a waste of energy trying to understand people because people wear masks. Ooh. So you spend your time trying to understand, oh, man, he don't want to open up. Um, his mother died when he was young. Like, you you sit up here trying to figure out why this man is emotionally unavailable instead <coughs> of wow. walking away from something that don't make you feel good. So then that's when that dopamine shit kick in, because then you start looking. You know, you ever see the cracky and look for crumbs? Like. Yeah. like Not really, but I can, I can envision it. Yo, I can envision I'm it. trying to tell you, a crackhead will keep their vials you know for that day when they don't have nothing and maybe they can shake something out them vials I've seen crack kids look on the ground thinking they dropped a piece of crack it's a it's a it's a different it's a different way 
that crackheads act. And I'm just using that as an example. But where can I look this up? Just type in crackheads on YouTube? Crackheads looking for crack. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to find a whole... And not not trying to buy crack, but I'm just saying, like, imagining crack is there. Wow. So it's the same thing. It's like your mind... Addiction is far more than a craving. It's a... It's, 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 you have neurotransmitters, just like dopamine. Exactly. Dopamine, the same neurotransmitter that's responsible for making you feel love is the same neurotransmitter that's triggered when you're on drugs. I can definitely say I have a love addiction. I can absolutely, like, I can say that and with no shame. No nothing. I I literally posted on Twitter like maybe a week ago. I was like, love is like a drug. It is. Like I be I I love the feeling of love. I love to feel love. I like to give it out. I be I be like even thinking about it is getting me excited. Like dead ass. I and I didn't realize like, oh, this was a bad thing. I thought it was more of like a, oh, this is a great thing. I'm so loving and everybody loves me and this is great. But when you break it down the way you're it's just kind of like, well, damn, maybe I need to fucking chill. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's that whole thing of like light and love. You know, like a lot of people be thinking like, you know, that that people who claim that they are spiritual people are all light and love, you know. But <laughs> the real gurus, like the real spiritual gangsters, the shamans, you know, the people who walk that life know that we are both positive and negative and so anything that's good can be equally bad and a love addiction is not the same thing as loving love you know like love could be you taking care of your body because you want to live a long life mm-hmm. love could be taking self-help courses because it'll help you to be more understanding with other people you know um love is not what we think it is and that's why so many relationships um don't last it's like like mental men men and women will look at someone and say i can build with him you know like like we'll we'll be like yeah i can imagine myself life would be right I, i i man our love would be this right Mm-hmm. instead of understanding that you don't need to do any of that shit to feel and give love it's yeah. like so then if you wrap love up in some expectation it's going to be hard for it to ever live up to that yo and all right so okay this is where i say I'm both of what you're saying, right? So I feel like, yes, I'm definitely addicted to love. But I feel like I do also attend needs of, like, doing, like, self-help things, like, watching different um, podcasts and stuff that, like, kind of, like, you know, build my spirit or whatever the case may be, like, do my vision boards, write down, you know, my stuff. Like, I'll do that, too. However, um, oh, dang, I just lost what I was about to ask you. See, I got long, I got long-winded and I really had a question to ask you. Dang. <laughs> you usually got your whole little notepad. I, and I have it on me, but you know what's crazy? It's like, I've been loving what me and you've been talking about. I haven't even 
got into the script. <laughs> what happens when I talk to you? Like you, you changed the whole trajectory, and I, and it was crazy because like calling you back, I was like, dang, I wonder if we gonna have that fire again because that that episode was so fiery. I was so yeah, mad. it was it a good conversation. But you oh, know, but but honestly though, like real talk though, it probably was something in there that didn't need to be said. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's always like that. So I just roll with stuff. I just mm-hmm. roll with stuff. But um, but no, love is a wonderful thing. You know, the problem mm-hmm. is love, it gets we call other stuff love, and so then people get confused because they start thinking love is something outside of themselves. Right. Like anything that anybody else give you is almost like uh a hologram it's just a projection of whatever you told yourself that thing is that's so true because the same guy okay say for instance it's the same guy the same woman that you're dating you could be looking at one day and be like oh my god i'm so attracted to you and then the next day they say some bullshit and now you like girl forget that nigga i don't get like and you go off like that that just goes to show like you know it's all in your head because how can this person that you say you have feelings for the person that you say you care about can make you flip flop from book if it wasn't all in your head, right? Exactly, exactly. It's like, and that's and that's that's when you know that a person really isn't ready for love. I mean, I'm not trying to like poop on nobody parade, but no, I know if, what you mean. If you can't walk away from a person so they can go be happy, then mm-hmm. you don't love them. Absolutely, and, and I know that sounds crazy because you'd be like, "I want to fight for this." No, yeah, fight yeah, for yourself. Yeah. Oh, see, that's what I'm saying. You back up my decision, like, and not to say that I needed anybody to do that for me because I do feel like I was when I made the decision to go, I was so ready for it, like I was preparing myself for it. But when I, as I continue on this quest of finding myself, it's nice to hear the people that say. That, you know, that second, what I did was the thing to do, like to search for self, to find my own identity, to, you know, find some confidence and, and, and breathe and live everything I say I want to be, you feel what I'm saying? Like, just do that. So. Yeah. You, you got, you got to live your life. I mean, there's so many people that blame other people for them not being happy, getting the most out of their experience you know they yeah. wake up at 70 and they like bitter at their children you know yeah. like so so no nah, I mean I don't even want to be friends with my exes I mm. mean the old me used to brag about the fact that all my exes wanted me back or all my exes still love me mm-hmm. and um that was ego you know, that was just pure ego talking because it was a reason I left them people alone. Yeah. And you forget as time goes on. But um, as I get older, I I be realizing that I be making myself remember the good times way more than I remember the bad. Me too. <laughs> I but but, I, but you know what the crazy thing about that is? I love that shit. And I think it goes, <laughs> I think it goes hand in hand with being a lover. Like, it's kind of like the, the bad times that it was bad but shit I had a good time I was laughing I was smiling I was doing this like it and to remember that like in your memory come on what's life about it's about your story and how you decide to say it you know what I mean 
So exactly. you gotta have them great moments. You gotta highlight that shit because you know one day you will have your daughter who's gonna ask you, "Mommy, what was it like being in your thirties?" You gonna look <laughs> back at your thirties and be like, "Baby, let me tell you." And you gonna give her the whole tea. You feel me? You gonna let her know like what it is, what it was like to be a woman like you growing up during that time. Like that's that's beautiful. Period. <laughs> Period. Period. <laughs> Period. Once I get going, I be going. Okay. All right. So we're gonna go back to the to the original questions because I feel like thank you. You most definitely handled your thing in this space. Um, okay, so who do you feel like has it harder? Uh court, black women or black men? Oh, so these are different questions. Did we not get to this last time? No, you know what? I had this on the list. Yet again, we didn't get to this. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what happens when I talk to yeah, you. Yeah, because the GPS me some questions. I just be like, what? Okay. Yeah, but you go there. You know how to go there. That's Ooh, why you my girl. Harder. You know, it's like harder comes down to who's more prepared. Honestly. You know okay. what I'm saying? It's like when we talk about athletes and they're amazing, uh, especially like long distance runners, marathon runners, triathlon athletes, people that do those Ironman competitions, you know, anything that's like rigorous and multi-discipline uh, type of exhibition. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, that's life. You know, it's a multi-discipline expedition. It's like one day you might be in the archery, the next day you're riding horseback. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's just life. So who who's more prepared? I mean, honestly, to me, that that's a, that's a question. And um, so to ask the question, to answer the question the way that you asked it, um, uh, I'm going to say men. I'm going to wow. say men. Um, it's, it's almost like um, it's almost like women have built in systems to support them. Mm-hmm. Um you can flip through Facebook and find so many women empowerment movements where if the women put the energy into it and follow the program, um, they can actually get ahead and men. And perhaps it's because of the type of industries that men typically choose to get into. um, The supports might not necessarily be there for them. And I'm talking about economic advancement, so to speak. Uh And and that's not to say that there aren't opportunities for them, but I'm going to say that for women, um, there are special categories created for them versus men who typically are put into the same box as everyone else. Mm. So sometimes they get pushed to the side or initiatives designed to fund men are geared at men who have like broke the law already mm-hmm. and are trying to um, get out of the situation as opposed to really helping the men who never get in trouble and who always try to mm-hmm. be productive members of society, but nobody is really trying to cultivate their talent. Wow. That, that's just that's just what I observe. You know, like, it's so many programs for women. Yeah. Moms and entrepreneurship, uh, 40 under 40. You know, there's always these little initiatives for uh, women. For women to, yeah, to get ahead. But, but it's crazy. It's because, like, like, 
years ago, you would always hear women say how we didn't have equal rights. We didn't have like, you know, things that men have. But now at this point, it kind of feels like we're rising above them. So women now have far more education than anybody else. Black right, women black women too, more right? Education than anybody else. So, yeah. so our struggle comes from the fact that we have all this education, but we're still not in leadership positions. We're still not dominating, mm. you know. And that in itself is an imbalance because women are really operating in masculine energy. Wow. And not to say that they aren't womanly, but anytime you make like achievement or uh, the acquisition of things your priority, that's absolutely a masculine mindset. Yeah. Mm. So they're raising uh, legions of women who think like men, you know, and men actually need to be more thinking like women. And nobody's really teaching men how to think like women. Mm. So men are going to be at a serious disadvantage, particularly if they keep on embracing this patriarchy. Yeah. Or this man versus woman thing. Yeah, exactly. Wow. This is, but, but, but it's so crazy that you bring this up because it seems like, okay, so I guess from adulthood, I have about like a 20, 20 something year difference between my mom you know generation and mine Mm -hmm. and so like women back then like they were just starting to kind of like do little little stuff like maybe like in the earlier 2000s like not like 2000 maybe like 2006 type stuff you were starting to hear little stuff about people opening businesses and stuff like that so but now like based off of like where I am like every woman is a fucking entrepreneur. Every woman wants to own and do their own thing. Like it's like it's so many women who are successful at it. You're doing hair, you're doing makeup, you're doing, you know, podcasting, you're doing like whatever it is to sustain yourself. And then like you meet these men and some men, I heard Tiffany Haddish say this. She was saying that like a lot of men can't respect successful women. Like they get when you come into a position and you are able to hold your own and you're not asking no man for nothing and you're not like, you know, it's not to say that you don't care for him, but you're just like, I don't really need you to pay for my shit. I've been paying for my shit before you got here. So why would I ask you to give me some money? But they be like low key, like, well, then this bitch don't even need me. Like she don't even, what what am I dating her for? Like, you feel what I'm saying? And then they kind of carry that like battle type of energy. What would you, I mean, what do you think? I mean, but see, that's why I say, you know, you got a lot of programs and um, healers and different people who really focus on women um, balancing themselves, you know, because that's what that's what, you know, no matter how they window dressing, what we actually talking about is balance, you know, Um, how do you operate in masculine energy as a woman? That's it. They won't say that, but that's what all of this stuff is. How do you as a woman control your emotions and put on your logical head and enter into a male dominated sphere? So women are getting trained up in that, but men, unfortunately, are not benefiting from lessons about finesse lessons about how to stand out you know just that that inner glow like very few men understand inner glow 
Mm. You know, um, they think that hustling is the answer. Hustling is a masculine energy. So it's like they're either in hyper-masculinity or some kind of negative feminine energy. And it's throwing off the whole civilization. Wow. Completely. Because it's hard for women operating in masculine energy to understand why a man might not find her attractive. Yeah. Okay. And see, all right. You always talk about hustling. I'm always talking about working. I always want to get this money. I want to be the best of this. Yeah. Don't no motherfucker want to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? Coming from a relationship standpoint and down being single, that's one thing I knew not to do. Like, that's something that's like, you don't want to keep telling your nigga all this, like, shit on how you don't need them you don't need to be you know or or how you you know you popping some of my shit like it's different when when a man is like um you know he already supports you he always like you know loves and encourages what you're doing but you don't want to keep like i don't know what would you call that no, like, it's, like it's, it's like what we said love is what we tell ourselves so when a woman when a woman hears a man saying these things she automatically knows she's gonna win Mm-hmm. Yeah, when my baby yeah. get his his lotus, I'm getting a lotus. You know what I mean? <laughs> if, 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 if he winning, I'm winning. <laughs> a man does not automatically think that when his woman is winning, he's winning. He wow. does not automatically think that. Wow, that's crazy. So wait a minute, we need to get these men trained because this is where it falls short. Right. If you sitting here and you thinking to yourself, oh, she going she gonna find a better nigga, she gonna be, she gonna leave me, she go all of that energy is how, how am I as a man gonna be with a woman who has more enthusiasm for life than I do? So I can either figure out ways to get my enthusiasm up, which how? And that's what I'm trying to say. Where are the programs to teach men? how to balance out their masculine and feminine energy. But if you're a woman, right, who's in tune with yourself, again, I keep going back to myself because, you know, we self-people, fuck it. But you know what I mean? I go back to my mother. If, if you are a woman that that is willing to teach your, your mate that way of life, aren't y'all still winning? Isn't he going to take it on and, and you know, how believe do you, it within himself? I now see, for me, this is where your your discernment really comes in because you could make that man perfect for somebody else oh lord he he really gotta do it himself because it's like i might like the energy you give me you know but i don't really like you like that and that's when you have these relationships that stop being romantic after a while and y'all just really good friends but this your really? man. Really? So wait a minute. Like that's that's what it is. So so okay. So if a man is is soaking up all of your energy, wants to have like like you know vibes like you and shit like that, he can literally not even like you. Not even want to be with you. That's that dopamine shit. I like the way this bitch make me feel. I feel like I could go out and accomplish any motherfucking thing after a pep talk from her. Oh my god. She don't ask me for shit. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. I mean, but again, that's why we spoke about discernment. It's like <clears throat> I don't know if you've ever mentored anyone, but you know, 
you'll you'll meet you know if you put yourself in a position to be a mentor you will come across all types of individuals there are some people who are opportunist like they are looking for a lick <laughs> in all aspects of life oh do sad stories work on her oh um you know, they it's just a game. You know, kids even play this game. And then you got people who are opportunist. You know, like they're looking for opportunities. You know, so if they meet, if they're interested in doing hair and they meet a hairdresser, they're going to be thinking of ways for you to, to engage. They're going to, uh, you know, try to respect your time. It, it's just different when someone is your student. And that's basically what you're what you're describing. And me personally, I don't want to be in a relationship with my students because I've learned as a teacher, I cannot fuck my students. It's against mm-hmm. the law. It's against spiritual law. <laughs> now, if we if we student teaching with each other, that's a whole different thing. Oh, that's sexy. Not with a real student. I'm saying like, but when you got student teacher energy and y'all both pulling off of each other that's sexy right girl that is the ideal situation <laughs> like y'all are nothing alike but y'all know that y'all are better together so that's a bad thing no that that is the that's the goal for me oh, okay i mean for me for me that that that's the goal like 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 God told me that he was going to send me Malcolm, not Martin, you know? So that's and a I, black man versus a white man. No, just, just put it Oh, like Malcolm this. X and Martin Luther King. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Girl, so, I was like, wait. Okay, I'm sorry. Go. So so you have people who, and this is that light and dark stuff I was describing to you. You have people who are positive facing. So like a preacher, like even myself, positive facing, meaning that we lead with positivity. Right. Our spirituality uh, makes us find the silver lining. That right. is the that is the the portion of ourselves that we choose to show the world. When I say a Malcolm, what I'm actually talking about is not necessarily a, a dark person, but more like a warrior in the garden. You know, okay. like like he is not to be played with. But he chooses not to be that way. See, light and love is is all good, but that's not reality. Because sometimes you need to know you're dealing with snakes. And if you're dealing with snakes, you, you might be inclined to pray for them versus somebody who's in charge of their negative aspects will be like, fuck them people. You know what I mean? And mean it. And not 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 say fuck them people because I need to stay away from them, but like fuck them people because they ain't shit. Mm. You you know like like I used to be one of people that wanted to think that people all people had good in them, mm-hmm. but the more that I lived, the, the more I realized like no, not everybody is good. Some people are actually reprobate. They literally are corrupt in their mind. You cannot train these people. They have no soul. So discernment. <clears throat> now, I have met guys that came across as wanting to to learn, to elevate themselves. But it came across as inauthentic. 
because how are you already unloading what you need onto me and we just met like if if i'm teaching you that's an organic thing that means you going off on your own learning and then as part of our you know connection we bond over analyzing that but mm. like that's the way that i get to teach you not like Okay, honey, I want you to read these five affirmations. I'm going to send you a text every morning so you can feel good about yourself. And baby, I need you to start your day. Ain't nobody doing all that shit. Right. So, I mean, hey, listen, everybody love language is different. Some people do want to um, let their partner know that they are loved. And I would much rather have a partner that knows they're loved without me having to convince them of that i totally agree with you i and you know what so but see i'm i'm just saying like i if i'm just thinking about like the guys that that i know and listen there are very nice guys who do insensitive shit okay so we're not saying that that anybody is a a bad person or anybody set out to like hurt you <clears throat> but I'm gonna just say this if I go or I have a sexual conversation with a guy and I don't have sex with him and then he not keeping the same energy that that led to us having a sexual conversation I'm gonna know that I disappointed him in some kind of way. Now, right. the question is, do I care? No, you don't so, care. So if I care, right? Right. Then I'm going to reach out. You know, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to let him know, like, hey, you know, I had a really good time with you. Um, I know you're a busy person, you know, whatever. Oh, my God. Yes, that's exactly the message that I be getting. Yeah. I'm dead ass. Yeah, I know you're a busy person. Uh, so, you know, just holler at me when you can. Like, like you don't really realize how, how just how codependent that sounds because that's the norm. That's the norm. Because you're still going off of how much you like him, how good your vibe was and shit. Instead of realizing, like, he really is a selfish, shallow bastard because we shared something. <laughs> right. And, and, and so you know, either I was, you know, feeling this all on my own and I need to go and lick my wounds and figure out how I got so pulled up like that. Or you a person who switched sides like water rides. You know what I mean? Like you fuck with me one day and then you lose interest if I'm not, you know, talking about sucking your dick from the bag. You know, it's like, it's like, me personally, I just realized that when I, because it was like a guy that I was talking to, I only talked to his ass for about a week. It's amazing how quick things fizzle out when you don't put, let's hook up, let's go out. Like when you right. don't put those kinds of things as priorities, it's amazing how fast things fizzle. Wow. Because in this day and age, people aren't used to um, establishing. Remember back in the day, you would sit on the phone for hours? Yeah. Like, yeah, like you were actually bonding. Yeah. So now, today, it's like the bonding is typically sex. 
because most of the activities that people do as a couple, they aren't really talking. Yo, you know what's the the fucking wildest shit, right? That I had to see for myself recently. It's like you if you invite somebody over, right? And you or or I was like having conversations with my best friend about this. You you invite somebody at your house or whatever, and they're there. They say they want to spend time with you, but the entire time that motherfucker is on his phone or you're yeah. on your phone. How are you bonding? You need to be playing a board game. You need to be yeah. playing like cards. You need to be doing something to really stimulate the relationship because if all we got is like, I mean, the laughing memes be cool. The videos be cool. Like if you got a little bit of that, that's fine. But like if all we got is I'm on my phone, you on your phone, we on separate couches. What the hell are we doing? Or even if we on the same couch and we watching one phone, it's like, what are we doing? It's like, Listen, I'm a person that likes to work hard. Like I'm, 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 I'm starting this business, and it's a, um, it's an existing business, but I'm kind of like adding on to the business. And it was really important for me when I came in there to really uh, clean up and get the energy the way that I wanted it, and. It's like, I just don't, I feel that same way about my life in general. Like, just in general. It's like, uh, if it's not growing, it's dying. And I don't have no energy to care about some shit that's dead. So, sex, like, when I say things, like, fizzle out, um, I just realize that, like, men today are really sexual. Um... And, and 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 I guess if I took the time to really figure out why, I probably could come up with something more profound to say. But I just think it's the easy access to sexual information so much to the point where they don't really need to get to know us to get the part of us that they really want. Oh! Write the book on it. Write the book on it. I, I mean, <laughs> Put it in the real. audio version. It's real. They because they can just mention sex and because ultimately that's what they want. Um, and like I say, I don't have an issue with a man wanting to fuck me. I just think that's that's normal, you know. So I'm not offended if a man like say something sexual to me. Um, but if I kind of give you an indication that I want to talk about something else and you go back to sex, mm-hmm. I'm gonna start looking at you like. Your pri- your priorities in general aren't straight because you're because ta- you're talking to an empress right now. You want to fucking talk about sex? You're a weirdo. Like that's how I be looking at people when I say like, "Who sent you?" It's like, mm-hmm. yo, I I know the energy that I walk around in, mm-hmm. and I, nothing about me says come fuck me. Like nothing. I don't I don't post nothing to show you like I want you to see me. I. I don't say nothing to let you know if I'm single or not. You know, I, I say none of that. And, and and even when I'm in the world, I move around by myself or or it's like my daughter with me. So if you come up to me and say some shit to me, you you need to show that you know what time it is. Exactly. Like, I understand that. I understand that. So when you say who sent you, you don't mean like like from a past life or nothing like that. You all of that. Like- all, all of that. See, that's a whole nother conversation. 
about living spiritually, meaning that everything is signs and symbols and nobody comes across your your um, path by accident. And the more intuitive you are, like myself, people have energy signatures. So I recognize shapeshifters mm-hmm. and skinwalkers, like people who literally are the same energy that's been following my me my whole life. It just jumps into different bodies. I think that is a real fact. Oh, oh my hell god. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh my god, that's so crazy. Hell yeah, that shit is real. But yeah. what ha- what happens when you when you find yourself acting like the energy that used to follow you? Like say for instance, you ever think about it like in a sense of you got one parent that, that you love, you love this parent and what they do, and you got the other parent that you be like, I can't stand when he do this shit. But normally you say you can't stand it because there's some parts of that person that's inside of you. So then when we get older and you begin to have the traits of your parents and the ways they act and the way they do things, you're now embracing that energy that you've always been like trying to let go of, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or... You become it. Or let's just say you don't become it, right? But you still attract it because you know how to treat it. So like, for instance... um, how do I put it like this? It would be hard for someone to put black magic on me. Not to say that they couldn't, okay? Because any fucking thing is possible. But for black magic to work, the person has to believe it's worth black magic. Yeah. Right. So so it's like it's like me. I believe in energy less than let's say I believe that somebody can put roots on you i believe that people telling lies on you slandering you creates an energy that can negatively impact you Uh you know people putting um saying things that they know will get back to you or putting pressure on you will impact your energy like this like this is what we like really talking about so when i talk about energies follow you it's like take take the parent example you gave uh, let's uh-huh. say one of your parents was a or a parent who who really didn't show love they they used money to control everyone around them uh-huh. and so you get accustomed to not asking anyone for anything so then you become hyper independent Okay, almost to your detriment. Like, bitch, I will eat noodles before I call anybody and ask them for anything, you know? So some people will be like, man, that's good. You a soldier. Mm-hmm. And there's other people will be out here. You acting like you ain't got no family mm-hmm. when you do all because of how your father treated you. Like, I'm not your father. Not everybody is going to, like, make you feel bad because you need something. Yo, you know what the, the people who, who get me? It be the people that be like, something, 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 because you're going to throw it in my face. Mm-hmm. I be like, what the hell? What? What? I'm sorry. Do you think you're that fucking important to me? Like, no, like I'm, I got a reaction. Somebody I, does that to them. Girl, and the craziest thing is, I don't even have the best memory. So nine times out of ten, some shit you told me, unless I sat here and said to you, God damn, that shit was, you feel what I'm saying? I don't even really remember it like that anyway. You feel what I'm saying? Like, so to throw anything in your face, like people who be saying that, I just feel like it is never that deep. Like, ain't nobody. But it, but it, like it, 
it is that deep for some people because I like I got a friend. I swear he talk about shit that happened to him when he was eighteen. Oh my god! Like it happened <laughs> yesterday, and he's in his forties, and. And it's like, you want to belittle that. Like, you want to be like, yo, that was like over 20-some years ago. Right. You've done a million other things since then. How are you attributing the course that, you know, your life has That was his best year. That was either his best year or the most pivotal year. But but even a pivotal year can end up being like a, a, a thing that you use to get attention or the thing that you use as the reason why you haven't elevated beyond mm, a certain point. Mm. Like, like them niggas, they be like, yeah, Yo, you know I used to play football in college. Yeah, yeah, you should not yeah. be talking about that. <laughs> or, like, or like a dude I used to know told me he used to be a youth minister in jail. Like, what the oh, fuck? My God. Like, who the fuck? Like, that's, br- that's some shit to break. Yo, nigga, you break different. Yeah, that's you break different. <laughs> <laughs> I was a youth minister in jail. Me, oh my god, that is so funny. <laughs> that's just so much going on right there. But yeah, you know, it's like, and so depending on where you are in life, you might hear that and be like, man, that's my Malcolm. You yeah. know what I mean? Instead of being like, this motherfucker crazy that he's sitting up here bragging about being a youth minister in jail. Like, oh it's, just, it's just two ways to look at it. And to be honest with you, it brings an energy when you hear people who still be talking about them years from back in the day. Like, I just be like, you you know that, like, even if they're the most nicest, most genuine, most loving person, they are still looking backwards Arrested to be a better like to be back then like they're not they're still not here either like their mind still isn't present you feel what i'm saying and that's a problem especially for a spiritual person who actually is looking for signs in the present like i like this lady who talks about like it's it's kind of hard for somebody to disrupt my flow in life Mm -hmm. because i live in my skin Mm. See, a lot of people don't live in their skin. Oh. They, they 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 be projecting an image, or you know, they do crooked shit and then try to act like they holier than thou, or yeah, they, they talk all that peace and light and shit, and they beat their kids, and you know, so it's like me, I'm like the same way, like all the time, and mm-hmm. like for me, that is my work. My, work. my work ain't to convince you I'm a good person. Mm or productive or I'm worth anything like come on now it's hard for me like a, a guy asked me what I bring to the table mm-hmm. and this was before that that whole conversation made its rounds on social right. media because this guy was very intelligent like he had a PhD and you know he would send me links to his Yahoo and Bloomberg articles like that shit was fucking impressive to me or some uh-huh. shit uh-huh um and w- when I finally had a conversation with him and he hit me with the you know like and I explained to him that at this point in my life um it's not about what I bring to the table you know and if you want to assess my worthiness based on what you think I have because people lie about what they have all the time all the time Um, if I tell you I'll share what I have 
a person who really understands what that means would know that it's far more valuable to have a person that's there for you than to have somebody that's there for the fantasy of what y'all can make together. So mm. what I bring to the table, authenticity, Ooh. work ethic. You know what I mean? Like, oh like we ain't even talk about assets. Like, is that what you want to know about? What assets I have? Like my assets are my assets. I'm over 40. The fuck? Wow. Like anything I got is mine. We over 40. Like, like basically if we link together, it's because of the vision that we think we can create together. Exactly. But it's, anything based off of the past, I got that. You got I'm good. I'm yeah, good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Why are you all into why are you think what I have lets you know if I'm worthy? And this is why like like for me it's I, I, I know it's hard out here to like meet people because you want to be honest, like yes. You know, I'm curious about this. I want to try this. You know, like you want to be honest, but your honesty isn't always heard through the same lens of authenticity. Mm. You know, it's like no. You explain might, that. Elaborate that to me. Because you might that... want to let a, a dude know you're not a prude. Like me, I'm not a prude. I just don't have sex. It's a big difference, and and so it's like. Guys don't really know how to maneuver around me, but it's really because they overthinking the situation. Yeah. What I'm what I'm saying is, is like, yes, I like sex. I'll even have a conversation, that, you know, like I'll tell a dude, like, hey, it's like a mosquito bite with me. If I get bit, as long as I don't touch it, I'm good. That little feeling goes away. But if I have sex. I want to keep on having sex and I don't want to be in getting into this thing where I got to find new people to have sex with because yes. the person I broke my sex fast with didn't work out, mm. you know? I, I, so for me, it's, it's, it's about, um, it's about defense as opposed to offense. It's like, yes. But the moment that you actually open up and you have sex, that you going wow like I'm, you you giving it all in it's like what are you talking about dude you going to wonder oh my god you, you, you <laughs> might be a bit confused like i mean i'm just saying like and and i want to and i want to turn that energy onto a person but honestly people cannot handle that that essence <laughs> like like when you live in your authenticity and and you, you know, you free and you, you know what you want and mm -hmm. you know what you don't want. Yes. You have to have that in another person. You cannot compromise. Because I agree with you. Leeches, girl, leeches will suck you dry. They don't care if you're a good person or not. You're an energy source. Well, this is how, okay, so this is my, this is my spiel, right? Where I'm at mentally right now, I'm having a hard time understanding which people are here to be here and the people that are just here for like whatever like how do you know when somebody is being a leech when you're being yourself with everybody yeah i know that's that whole who fit you it's I, listen huh. now this is what i've observed like i have told you before like when you take sex completely out of the equation you actually learn stuff about people a lot quicker. Okay. Like, like it was a dude that I wanted to do some business with. And 
he quickly tried to change the dynamic of our relationship. Mm-hmm. But I really was focused on my goals, less on meeting a guy. You understand? So, like, yeah, I'm single. I would like to meet a guy, but I know God didn't bring this person into my path for sex. So, so that's kind of how I how I look at things. Like, like it has to be a reason why we cross paths, and more so than getting to know you, I'm trying to get at why I'm meeting you. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I'm always focused on why are you here because I'm good like my life is going good I'm, I'm figuring things out I don't have no stress so like <laughs> like yo like this Spanish dude like I don't even think this dude really speak English but like yo when I tell you the way this man looked at me today <laughs> and can I have your number he said that in English I know he said can I have your number in English you know what I'm saying but it's like I it is it's bugged out. That's why I say the, the hologram is real. It's like you should get bored into your experience that you never imagined. Like me, I never talked to no Spanish person before. And you know how like you see like the um the like people who don't even speak the same language but they fall in love. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, how is that possible? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's an energy. It's 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 just an energy that that you can feel like with another person. And I think sometimes we skip over that connection part and start getting into like what our ego needs. Mm. So at this point, I like looked at the little Spanish dude. I like I don't know what I would do with you, boo, but <laughs> it's a reason that you popped into my simulation. So, so, because that's not normal. That's not normal. And nothing about his energy told me, you know, danger. So, okay. So what did you do? What did, did you give me a number? I gave him, I gave him one of my cards. I gave one of my cards that, 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 you know, whatever. I, I don't even know. I have to be honest with you. I don't even know if I would even answer if he called. So then okay. that begs the question, why did you give him the card? And okay. Then it, it's like, so, you know, so like now I got some stuff I need to go think about. You feel what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we got... always do. We always do. So I get it. I get it. Life ain't got nothing to do with other people. Like, yeah. you honestly just spend the time figuring out you why you meeting people, why yeah. things make you feel a certain kind of way, you will realize you ain't got a lot of time yeah. for other people. You so, which you so right, but it's like, you to me, your journey of, of self-love is like, it's ahead of mine. Like, there are things that, things that you say, I can sit here, I'm like, damn, I go do that too. And then there's things that you say, but I'll be like, damn, but like, I can see myself there. Like, I know I'm in the right direction because that's, I feel, I still feel a sense of connection when you say it. You feel what I'm saying? I just be like, okay, it resonates. Like, like it resonates with my soul. Yes, it resonates with my soul. And it's just like, okay, cool. Like, this just means I have to be wrapped around my own fucking finger. I need to know me better than anybody. Like, because at the end of the day, it's about me anyway. So if I want to, you know, push these goals or push these things, like, I should do it because it's like, bitch, this is your life. Like, this is your legacy, right? And, girl, and I just went through a whole bunch of 
messed up stuff um like years ago you know what i'm saying so it's like don't feel any um like i I would give you a perfect example of like what you just said to me so i went to catholic school my whole life and Mm -hmm. we always took a religion class you know every grade you had a religion course where they, they 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 treated the bible like a um like a like basically what they used to say you can you can interpret the bible literally or contextually meaning like um find the deeper meaning in the story so you can just read it as it is or you can try to understand like um what they're saying and i just feel like there were bible stories that i heard when i was younger that totally mean something different today and there are Bible verses that people leave off important parts of the passage, you mm-hmm. know, like um, someone said to me years ago, at least 10 years ago, uh, never cast your pearls before swine. Mm-hmm. And so at the time I understood that on a basic level, you know, like, um, uh, like you, you don't want to give good stuff to pigs. You know what I mean? You don't want to give mm-hmm. your jewels to pigs. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But as I got older, and it's the same thing with you, as my um, understanding of self evolved, mm-hmm. that whole never cast your pearls before swine um, took on a, a different meaning. It's almost like a, a message of empathy. It's almost like have some compassion for yourself. It's like a pig does not appreciate a pearl. Yeah. A pig, a pig would try to eat that shit. And it's like you look at yourself in like the same way. It's like, why are you feeding yourself the jewel to pigs? Expecting pigs to know you're a jewel. Like, bitch, you should put me around your neck, not eat. Ah, what we talking about? We talking about? Oh my god. But you can't get mad at the pig for being a pig. Because he's a pig. You gotta know who you are. Hurry it. So oh you see, so, so it's like on a on a on a on a basic level, you hear me, and everybody that's listening, they hear me. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. if it's something that like resonates with your soul, you know, just as part of like this is how I journal. When I hear things that that resonate with me, I jot that down, and then those are the things that I ponder further. Mm-hmm. Because you're not hearing nothing by mistake. Mm-hmm. You know what the beauty is of what you do is that you are literally on this quest for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I can like there is a different type of quest when you want to show everybody you are the positive person and when you want to show everybody you're the spiritual person, you want to show everybody that you got it together. When you coming from that energy, it is way more exhausting. But when you come from a place of I'm going to study myself, I'm going to study my thoughts, I'm going to study my emotions and I'm going to build on that. And I'm going to make the best person I can be. And I'm going to fall in love with this version of myself. And I'm going to be like, you feel what I'm saying? Like that, that energy just be like, you encouraging the fuck out of yourself. You're, you're taking it to a place where the way that you encourage yourself, you have nothing but to make anybody else who is a student of yours absolutely great. You feel what I'm saying? And also, no one can promise you something. 
Like no man can, it's this Bible story where they talked about the devil took this man up on a hill and showed him like the, the whole, the valley, which was like this huge city and say, you know, basically you ride with me. This is all yours. Right. But what the devil didn't know is that God had already told him that it was his and God had already showed him that he was his you know what I'm saying yeah so it's like so like when you get to that point where like you working with the universe they call that co-creation like when you working like you like like this is what I want I want you to reveal to me who's the snake I want to understand why I feel this way I need you to tell me how to fix this problem mm. and the universe tell you sit your ass down and you might not understand why you need to sit down but you do it and then next thing you know you look up and that problem done worked out in a way that you could have never plotted planned or prepared okay. for okay yeah 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 you start trusting the process uh-huh. so that's why when I say I'm I'm into the process everybody that crosses my path have a purpose Ooh! Everybody. everybody everybody and look at that but when you treat everybody or everybody levels you ain't taking shit personal Mm-mm. you feel what i'm saying because it's just like man you doing what you're supposed to do you supposed exactly. to be like i don't know why the fuck you're here but shit that's that's what you're here for cool that's fine all right exactly. i see you when i see you like, exactly they're gonna do what they do yo it's glitches in the matrix yo it's so many agent smiths and ops and shit especially when you got a mission but let me tell you something. When you feel that you have a calling on your life, because can't nobody tell you you got a calling on your life. Yeah, that's, you just gotta know it. That's fuckery too. Yeah. You know, some prophetess, somebody done told you there's a calling on your life. I I heard a mission. I heard a message. That's not to be fake. No, no. When you, what they say, few, few, uh, many are called, few are chosen. yeah it's it's the truth it's like yeah some people are called some people show up that's some people that that they looking for followers and shit and my thing is is like yo jesus had 12 people 12 and he's jesus you know saying Mm -hmm. somebody that we talk about thousands of years ago yeah he's gone right i am legend Okay. Yeah, I am yeah. legend. I don't need you people to follow me. And I'm going to show you how gangster I am. I'm going to surround myself with all the gangsters, the tax collectors, the whores. Everybody wow. else thinks it's fucked up, but they the realest wow. people. Because they G. authentic. They he was authentic. a G. He was a G. He that's was a G. Yo, that's crazy. And that's what I'm saying. I got to be a G. Because I literally was talking about this the other day. I was like, yo, honestly, I need to start like, Bossing the fuck up my, with my mind. My mind is it's different from, like I, like like we said this earlier, it's different from standing out your mouth and really believing who you are. Mm-hmm. That thing is totally different. It's, you know what I mean? It's almost he like you're trying to your mind up with your voice. Huh? He said, I'm the son of God. Can you uh-huh. imagine somebody today saying, I'm the son of God? And not, not saying we all children of God. No, that's my father. He sent me here. Okay. And everybody looking at this mother like, you blasphemous. You're a fucking crazy. Who, who the fuck are you to say that? I'm, a, I'm the Pope. How are you right. telling me that you are the son of God and I'm the Pope? You know, he like, look, I ain't got to prove shit to you. Like, wow. I'm going to just be me. And when you hear about me, you know what I'm saying? You're going to hear about me because I'm going to have somebody around me that's going to tell my story. 
But on some real shit, the closest thing, I ain't trying to say the closest, but very co- close as far as the hip-hop world. Kanye West does this shit all the time. This could be why this man is so successful. He talks he talks about himself like he is a king. And when you watch his documentary on how his mom coached him and and embedded the word in him and, and made it like made him speak as if he was a god, like and it doesn't make it it, it, it kind of proves like wow, this is why you are successful in everything you said you was gonna be, because you said this years ago that you were gonna be this great rapper and you were gonna be so successful in all of this, and you not only you know said it, but you conquered it. You're a billionaire. You know, it ain't too many black men that's billionaires, especially ones that are rappers. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Not trying to compare him to Jesus, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like Bro, he he wants to call himself. He wants to compare himself to Jesus. Jesus <laughs> you know, so like, I think he would agree with you in many ways. You know, okay. But, but it's like, um, I I embrace something that is called Christ consciousness. So it's like, you know, people people. First off, Christ wasn't a Christian. You know, like, Christianity is like, I'm not going to get into the political aspect of Christianity, but it 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 is a... Mm, I don't want to offend anyone because I find all religions beautiful, but um, I believe that there is more, uh, it's more beneficial to understand the energy that Christ embodied than to rely so heavily on how Christ handled stuff. So like, for instance, there's a story about uh, they were in the boat and the waters was crashing and all the other disciples were like, Jesus, like, like, what's like, they were all petrified and he's sleeping. Like he's taking a nap. Mm -hmm. And they like, couldn't understand like why he was so calm in like the midst of the storm. And it's like, so if we just looked at that story literally, you know, we could say, well, he's the son of God. Why would he be fearful? You know, like blah, 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 blah. He knew that he was going to die. He just, he knew he wasn't going to die then. So why be worried? You know, but if you looked at that as like, okay, that's a consciousness to it remain is. calm it in is, the midst though. of a storm. But what's crazy is like, all right, let's, let's just pause based off what you just said, right? We all know we're going to die. Right. Well, yet we don't necessarily look at life in that easy way of thinking. Like, you know what I mean? And we maybe we should be. I mean, there are some people that say things like not today, Satan. You know what I mean? Like, like okay. there, there are some people that are very aware that this ain't their day. You know, not to say yeah, that but that, but that's saying like not today, Satan is because maybe you got cut off in traffic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people can I use mean, that term. But no, it's more serious than we think it is, yo. Like, you getting cut off on traffic. You know how many people literally go and shoot someone that cut them off in traffic? Mm. Like, they get that angry at being disrespected that they would just throw their whole life away because they were disrespected, and they'll think about it later. Wow. You know, it's like... It, but it goes back to you know like 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 the like the point I'm trying to make about like Christ consciousness, it's like there are so many like like we look at the Bible like there's some people look at the Bible like it's law, some people look at it like it's instructions, but for me, the Bible will mean different things depending on where you are in your walk, yeah, and 
that's why you get people say, I read the Bible every year, cover to cover. You know, I learn new things. Like that's yeah. a real thing. It is. I, I, I had, I went through the Bible twice in my life, front to back. It didn't take me no year. It took me a couple years, but <laughs> I did it. And, and it, it does make you kind of, first of all, like I was afraid of revelations for the longest. Like it took me a minute to read revelations and be like, okay with it being, you know, settled in my spirit. Cause it's kind of scary. You know what I mean? All of that stuff they say that's going to happen. And then it's crazy because, like, you hear people talk about you being in the last days. The last days have been forever. Like, mm-hmm. how long is the last days? Yeah, but there's other portions of um <clears throat> of revelations. Like, I personally think that we already have experienced the rapture. Um, you know, I mean, I just, I just look at things different because I'm a person that believes that, you know, we die every day. Like that's that's what I believe. So I try to wake up like it's a new day. It's it's just it's just a new day. It's it's new shit. Oh, so you get rid of yourself each night. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, pretty much. I yeah. have so much growing to do. I, I can't wait to be on this path of life. I just feel like you make life feel so elegant. No, listen. Let me tell you though, like, yo, it's real easy to be zen when you don't mess with other people. Like, I'm a hermit. You have to understand, like, I really don't interact with other people in that way, so I don't have other people's energy competing with my own energy. You know, so... I can say all of this to you because I'm not dealing with people that are causing me stress. But like, for instance, um, is a person that caused me a lot of pain and this person had kind of disappeared, but I, I'm noticing them hovering, you know, and hovering it, and what? Like they sending you weird text messages, yeah, they... sending me emails, you know, that, that are like articles, just, just weird hovering behavior because you know we got beef and the mature thing to do would be to address the beef before you just try to act like everything is cool but again I'm already firm on the fact that I don't want that person in my life but see how I say like that caused me a little bit of consternation because I felt like they were gone so now I have to figure out okay how do I, how do I, how do I uh, be peaceful, but still let this motherfucker know to back off, you know? So, so what you finding in that? What you seeing? Uh, I'm, I'm still cowardly in that respect. Like, I, I'm still more so of the, like, I'm going to avoid it. I'm going to ignore, um... But I do know for a fact that you can't ignore every demon. <laughs> mm. Some demons actually have to be slayed. And but this is just David and Goliath. Like yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but it, it be things that happen in private. It it don't never be for me. It don't be like um public battles. It's always me trying to be a diplomat. And those I know, are the hardest ones. I know. I know the ones, them solid sufferers be the ones. Yeah. They be the ones. Like they were the ones that make you the better person. The ones that's out loud, you know. It, it, you know what I mean? You it's kind of like a well, that's how people sweep under the rug. Well, you know, that's how she is. 
Right. And she just like that. That's that's what the loud ones do to people who, you know, express it a lot or, you know, show them, show the, you know, where their emotions when they sleep. But like for the people in that silent moment of having to do that inner work, yeah. Girl, that's when you elevate to the whole ah, you know what I mean? Like it's that's when you you know, you're gonna grow to a different person. I love that. But that's when you that's when you realize that most of your problems are related to you allowing other people's projections to affect you. Oh, and that's you, very you, true. And 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 that's and that's and honestly, that is the challenge of life. It's like trying to learn like what outside information you let in. And then and then how to determine what information is true or false. Cause mm. If let's say you you I don't know people just get get into traps of 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 wearing a mask of being something that they're not and then when they look up they just realize they don't even know how to be their authentic self because everybody mm-hmm. thinks they're this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know so the the real work is to just learn how to like just just be yourself to and, be yourself and there is to me especially like in this like space, I'm pretty sure you feel the same way. It's just like, I don't even want to be around a person that can't genuinely be them goddamn selves. Yeah. I don't even want you in my space. Like if you can't sit here and be you and I can't accept you for who you are, why the fuck are you in my life? Like go away. I I, I don't, don't, don't come up on me, you know, trying to like interrupt my cool ass vibe for your benefit. Like, no, fuck that. Don't come over here if you ain't, I don't know. Yeah, but you can't be afraid of being alone. Is that what it's given? Is being afraid of being alone? No, but that's what it comes. That's that's what comes with you being firm on like what you won't tolerate. I'm trying to tell you, like, when you get to the point where you like, let's just say you get to the point where your podcast is like top ten on. Apple yes, Lord. Store, you know, Spotify, you you one of the top um all the um companies like to come to you for yes. promo. Yes. You know, and it's like you know for a fact that you built the platform mm-hmm. on your own. You know about all the work you had to go through to work with designers to get your picture the way you wanted it. And right. you know, you you know all the work that you had to like put into that so you look at yourself in the same way like when you Mm -hmm. rebuild yourself when you turn yourself into that thing that's in your head it's no fucking way you supposed to let anybody fuck with that because look at all the shit that you had to go through to get to that confident place and so once you get that in your mind girl it's easy to just be like you know what I like you man you sexy as fuck but you know what you're a demon (laughs) so I'm gonna leave you alone maybe next lifetime yo I will hit you with that in a quick next lifetime I'll let you know you're sexy as fuck oh my god but this ain't the lifetime for us. And, and I of course that. that makes them want you even more. Of course. Of, of course. course they sit there like, God damn, I want it so bad and I can't have it. You'd be like, no, bitch, you can't. Because <laughs> you're a conquest. You know what I'm saying? It's yes. Like, it's I like me. It. I want a farm. I want a farm. I want a farm. I want like, I want like 20 acres with one little like 
a container house on it and I want to build a whole like uh, artist commune are you the man that's going to work with me to build that like mm -hmm. like would you help me clear this land like it, it, it comes down to what you want like me some women want a man that's going to get them to Bentley and get their hair done and get their nails done and all the other shit no I want a man that's going to be okay with us doing some homesteading shit not because I'm not a city girl but just because I want to age in a certain way so you want to age on a farm you want to have your animals you want to have your gardens you want to have your fresh you know pumpkins and, and vegetables and fruits right there like just outside your window like you want that type of life yeah and I don't need a lot of people and see like I really do mm. see my life going in a certain direction and so um you know it's like I don't want to judge nobody for for wanting to live the life they want to live so I'm just waiting until I meet someone that is like it's just natural. It's like, it's like, you know, like we just happen to be talking and he's like, you know what? You know, my grandmother had a farm and I always, uh, uh, you know, not, not me asking him. Not but me it just come him. out. Yeah, it yeah. comes out. It reveals itself to you. So yeah. you'd be like, I didn't have to put this in this man's head. No. This man was comfortable enough to come to me and say That's what the fuck was going on. Girl, I hope you find. Let me tell you something. If you find that man, invite me to the wedding. I better be at the wedding because I'm be like, shit. I was on the phone for her when she was talking about shit. What you mean? Like, what? I have to be there. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to figure out the energy to um to uh to. But no, honestly, let me just say this though. I got it in my head that wait a minute. The energy to what? Embrace him. No, it's just like, okay, I get a lot of old men that want me, like, because I guess because they know I'm a little older, but I look younger, uh -huh. and so, but I just get, like, yo, men in 60, <laughs> they, <laughs> they baby girl, okay. Let, okay. Me just, let me just take care of you, you know what I'm saying, like, <laughs> so, so it's a thing where like if I were looking for comfort perhaps or if I felt like yes yeah, daddy issues wow yeah you know maybe I would jump on something like that but me I'm actually like um before I would just settle with one person I'd get me like 10 young men Mm. You know, and 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 go and create my own little little colony. Oh, you because we, we talking about energy here. You know, right. like even as a woman, we love. I well, I love masculine energy. Yes. So it's not Absolutely. to say that I don't like being around men just because I don't want to sleep with men. No, but, I know what you mean. It's it's like the mind, the mind fuck, like you, the energy, the space of it, all of it, like it all plays a part in just like us kind of. I don't get that dopamine. That's kind of getting that feeling. And right? being around men actually can make you feel more womanly. Yes, it can. You, you know, so sometimes that's part of it too. Like being around, so like I ain't never been like the girl's girl. So sometimes being around a bunch of women, it's not an insecure feeling, but I feel like the dude in the bunch. Uh -huh. So I'm like looking at all, I'm like, bitch, you shallow. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. <laughs> you probably stink. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not it's not a thing of like I I dislike women. It's not that, but it's like I find But you have more masculine energy I have that much runs more masculine you. energy. Yeah. Definitely. I got you. <laughs> definitely. But there are some women that are so secure in their femininity that it actually makes me feel more vulnerable. I don't even know how to explain. Like when I met you, I was like, "Oh my gosh, she looks like a doll baby." But it, it, but it wasn't in like a a, a, a you know like a, a a sexually attracted type thing. It yeah. was just more like a man. She has like a real angelic energy about her, <gasps> and, and, and so it's like for me. Um, like there are lots of pretty girls, you know, mm-hmm. there's lots of uh, refined women and classy women and it, it's a lot of all of that out here, but their energy isn't open because mm. you, you, I read, I read auras and energy and a lot of these people, um, and this has been my experience, like, yo, I'm a person that's very humble. I'm very humble. I don't brag about what I have, what I've done. Um, I don't ever feel the need to try to make anyone believe that I'm their equal. So with that being said, um, and this has been my experience, a lot of people who are doing good in life, even these people that give these women empowerment summits and they do the 6 a.m. prayer calls. A lot of these women want fans, not friends. Mm. And me, I want friends. Me too. Me too. I, I'm not, I'm not going to guess you. I, I don't believe there's anything about anyone that makes them any better than me. I just haven't figured out how to tap in to that thing for myself. Mm. So if you're a good person, you're a good person without you telling me what you've done, what you've accomplished, your energy will speak to that. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you, so your, your, your struggle is believing that within you. Find the empathy you give to other people. You want to be able to give it to yourself. I had to. I was killing myself. Wow, because I, I, I was thinking that the more love you showed, the more love would come back to you. Mm-hmm. So, like, I had the best intentions, mm-hmm. but I didn't understand that just because you give people love doesn't mean that, um, that they'll give it back to you. Mm. Like, like if a person wants a fan, right? They want your adoration. They want your uh your support financially or they want you you know uh, they just want more from you than just to be you you know um and so that's just the struggle that I deal with um just really trying to um how do I say this uh well just just that while you're thinking about saying what you gotta say I have to definitely say what is on my mind Yes, ma'am. You, Sorry. you, person, like, I, I can understand why you connected with me, like, especially with you saying, like, about my personality being angelic. And I, and I, I honor that. Like, thank you for saying that to me. But, like, you got that realness about you, too. Like, you have literally, it was, it was only two women other than the girl that, you know, was hosting where we were at. Like, I felt connected to you. 
you're the only one I still keep in contact with. The day I, I, I remember you just talking, when you opened your mouth, it made me be drawn to you. Like I couldn't, I couldn't leave that event and not speak to you. I couldn't leave that event and not have your number, regardless of what I knew what it was going to be like in anything. Like I was just like, I was just like, like we don't, you know what I mean? I, I didn't even know what we had in common really at that point other than whatever we were talking about at that time but it was something about your spirit it was something about you that was just like I need this person in my life and then every time you open your mouth every time you give out some source of information you are blessing a soul like I'm trying to tell you me, me sitting there having questions for the second time that I barely got to touch is not something that should be overlooked I don't even have to look at my notes when I talk to you. I have never. Okay, now let me tell you something. There are other times I have moments of not looking at my notes. But when I tell you, I just be on go with you. It just be kind of like, I don't even got, I just want to know her mind. I want to know her. I want to just know her perspective. And when you speak, you resonate with everybody. You are the meat of my show. You're the meat. Period. <laughs> You're the meat. You ain't, you ain't, you giving on Trey vibes. Like, I will forever be grateful for meeting you. You are a person like like how we said everybody is meant for your life for a reason, but you are a reason. Yeah, because listen, me. I was I was invited to that event under completely false pretenses, uh -huh. and, and you have to understand at that time I was really like just coming out of like something like as far as like feeling like I had a dark cloud over me, mm -hmm. so I was just starting to come out. So just imagine, I already just in like shell shocked from people and then I'm in, I'm invited to some woman's talk and first off I don't do stuff like that <laughs> so but it's not it's not that I'm against it don't right. misinterpret me but it's like it's certain things I just don't participate in anymore like anything related to black people mm -hmm. like I don't want to go like <laughs> like black talk <laughs> like black talk or understanding the the role of the prison to school pipeline like it's not that I don't believe that these things are real but that is not something that I want to use my brain space for and when it comes to like women empowerment the problem with events like that is that every woman is at a different stage in yeah. her growth yeah. and so sometimes when you got to sit and listen to people who are who are still crying that, yes. about stuff it just it, you just want to shake them. You know what yeah. I mean? You just want to shake them. So I don't like to go to those kinds of um, things like that. But saying all that aside, it was like um, you meeting you actually um, became like the thing that made the deception less serious. Mm. And I don't want to say this deceptive like somebody set me up to get me robbed it's not that it's just that I kind of um you know how like if you trust somebody and they be like taste this and you're like girl please I ain't tasting nothing but if you trust that person mm -hmm. you might taste it because it's that person yeah thing taste it yeah it was it was one of them kinds of um so the girl who invited you you was like man it's, I'm only going off the shrimp for you Right. And then the fact that you went, if you had went and saw what you saw, you'd be like, all right, whatever. I was right. I shouldn't have came. But because right. you met, we we interacted, maybe it made what she had to say a little better. 
not even not even no no it was meeting you and then um having the subsequent conversation that was like okay all right it is possible to meet genuine people in untraditional ways Mm. like you you, like you know how like you i don't want to trauma bond with anybody ever again Mm -hmm. you know like we connect over some bullcrap you know and so um when i met you and it was like okay she got a lot of good stuff going on you know and it's like wow you you're you're different you know so so that made it like i mean like you know like people out here really um um they're not trying to do nothing better you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like just talking to you, it's like you want to write a book. Mm-hmm. You you started your own podcast. You, it's like to me, those types of things are significant, especially when you lived as long as I lived, and you know that there are people who literally just get up and go to work. They don't yeah. do nothing else. They yeah. make their lunch. They go to bed at nine o'clock because they gotta be on the bus stop at five thirty. And this is their life. And this and so like when I see people who uh invest in themselves, I'm drawn to that because I've spent so much time around people where I was the cheerleader. Mm. I was the person doing stuff and frustrated because I couldn't motivate other people. Mm. So it's refreshing for me to meet people who are self-motivated so then it's like i can come behind and be like all right Bree, you should do boom 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 yeah and then, you, and then you get it done that's a lot different than me then you come to me like cody i really want to write this book yeah what should I do? What yeah should I do? It's yeah like, it's like I, i'm much more enthusiastic about aiding somebody who's already put in the time and, and money yeah. into something so you know, it's like me. I've been working on me. I say real solid since 2019. Like the person that I was pre-pandemic is not the person that I am today. And that is 100% attributable to me focusing on me, minding my business mm. and getting real clear. And I'm not 100% clear on on what I want to do, but I I know the life I want to live. And so anything that takes away from that is is just a red flag and it has to go immediately. And um you know, ask me in 5 years how they work out for me. Man, I cannot wait. Like I I, I want to see you on that motherfucking big form, okay? Cuz I'm trying right. to tell you when I get my invitation, I don't need me much. All you can send me Hey, yo, Bree, I'm getting married. I live in I live in North Carolina now. I'm at the farm. I'm gonna be like, not at the farm. Like my Please. girl at the farm. Like I'm gonna be hype. I'm gonna be so hype. Let me tell you something. That's that's <laughs> that's, that's gonna be a, a a beautiful thing. But you know, Bree, what's funny is that um I never thought about marriage. Like I never I never thought about anything like that. I don't know if it was perhaps like how I was raised cuz like I had a mother that was really on that you don't need no man shit. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm older I realize like yo she had a lot of hurt and it was a lot of pain behind her saying those things, but it it, it embedded in my psyche. So then once I got older, I knew for a fact that I wasn't going to get married until I I got older. Like, I knew maybe I wouldn't have kids. I knew I would get married, but I knew it would happen older because 
inside of me, I have this thing where I, it's important for me to be self-made. Um, uh, self-made in the sense that um, I really have been out here on my own, like all my life. Mm-hmm. And a man that does not understand what that means will steal from you. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll he'll belittle uh, you just being able to get up in the morning with all the pain that you have. And so I've experienced that in life. So when I say I wanted to get, I knew I would get married older is because I knew that um, I would want to be able to marry for love. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to, I never wanted to marry. Like, like I seen, like I know a young couple who grew up together and I've watched them come together i don't think i could have ever done anything like that with another person really <laughs> why you know because i reinvent myself probably every eight years like okay. every eight years i'm really on something different but the beauty about like like dating a person that you've known from this amount of years to this amount of years like like y'all get to grow together so like when you have your moments of I'm I'm reinventing myself, he's the first person you tell normally. So you don't go, you know, you go to your spout and you say like, hey, this is what I've been thinking. Like, what you think about this? I'm really trying to. And and if he's the man that's like meant for you, he gonna he gonna be with it. Like he just want to see you succeed. He wants to see you do your best. Like and, and you know what I mean? Like there gonna be moments where like your man disagree. Like come on, we ain't about to say say everything people agree on because you know they got their own limit beliefs and stuff like that. It's gonna take your moment, but it's like when y'all just grow together and it's I don't know, it has like a little dance to it. It's beautiful. I mean, but see, this is the thing, like you hindsight is 2020. I'm older now, so I can look back on the last 20 years uh-huh. and and say, um, the person that I was from let's say 20 up till now, uh-huh. Um, I don't think I would have picked the right person. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, I mean, just just by virtue of the relationships that I was in, the the type of stuff that I dealt with, the 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 type of men that I turned away, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, like that truly lets me know that I had no concept about how to pick a husband. Wow, I, I literally would have, um, I really would have messed up. Just just the person that I am, you know, and that's not to say I don't believe that um, I was OK. So I'm not saying I'm cursed. You know, I'm, I'm not saying it in that way. Like I had no control like anybody I would have gotten before I became this person. It would have been part of a curse that was against me. No. Right. What what I'm saying is, is that um, I was very selfish before I had my daughter. I never had to share space with anyone. I've always lived alone. I've always just had to worry about what I needed. Mm. And that's not a marriage. That's not a marriage. And that was my mindset. I had a very uh, like survivalist type of point of view. Now, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not jealous of people, you know, like, I never, I never look at what someone else has and get mad at them because I don't have it because I always had everything I wanted. Mm-hmm. 
so I, you know, like now I could, I, I look back, I'd be like, man, it would have been so nice if I wouldn't have to struggle. And but that shit that I went through alone is going to make me a much better partner. Absolutely. At this point in my life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, you just kind of did it in reverse. Like, like, you know, you, you and I have similar, like, you know, but I, I like it. I like your story. And then my thing is like, so when you first had to like bring your daughter home and you <laughs> laid her down in that bathroom, what did you say to yourself? Which or, or the first day that she wanted to go to the store and you were like, Shit, I got a pack, pack, pack a diaper bag. I got a bunch What did you do? Yeah, listen, I really did not know what I had gotten myself into. Um, I really didn't. I, I, I swear, I don't be wanting to blame it on any other person, but I was. It had to have been some kind of witchcraft or something. It just had me like, <laughs> just, just. I listen. God doesn't give us anything that we can't handle. Uh-huh. So I, like I always said, I believe that, you know, like my daughter wanted to be born. So it's almost like the decision was out of. And I know that can sound crazy, but for a person that's always been in control for me to make a decision like that, it either had to be from God or, the devil or something i don't know but bringing her home and trying to figure out that was like so crazy but you know what like somebody explained to me and i don't even like this person anymore but the advice that she gave me was just like so cool and she was saying how she said you know like babies take a while to uh to develop and and so it's almost like there is time built into the process of parenting for you to learn and get more confident at things so like the baby is going to be able to the baby's head is the baby isn't going to be able to hold its head up straight um for for a certain amount of time so in that time you have to learn how to cradle the baby's head and hold its neck firm but in the process of you you know performing that ritual and 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 learning how to touch the baby properly and how to get it in the right position so the baby's comfortable and you're comfortable you get more (laughs) confident in your ability to not hurt the baby. Absolutely. To take care of the baby. Yeah, it's almost like the child teaches you patience. Yes. It teaches you how exactly. to Exactly. Wow. But you know, let me tell you, let me exactly. tell you something. Just so, just for some real shit to put a pause on where you are, right? So you already know I'm a nanny. And so as a nanny, like I I I don't have motherly like I'm not a mother. I can uh, honestly, I don't put myself in that space, but at the same time I'm helping my clients raise their kid right so I still have motherly duties and so one of the hardest things to do is to actually get to know the family you're working for because you have to like understand their bound it's a it's a real relationship you gotta stand their boundaries understand what they don't like what they what they want how they want you to move when it comes to their daughter can they really respect you being yourself like it's so many things that come at you because you in somebody's personal space 
and you coming in as a stranger. You know what I mean? That's watching their most prized possession. So it's so tense sometimes. It can be a little tense, you know, just, just with the pressure. And so, like, I was learning and had been praying for it. And I'm like, God, like, like, I want us to eventually, like, all love each other. I want to feel that, like, we understand each other. Like, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a partnership type thing. So, like, lately, I have been, like, honestly, like, understand. Like, I've, I've loved their, their daughter for a minute. But, like, really starting to understand her and not putting in my own thoughts of how my parents would do it. Like, like the amount of options that kids need today, we didn't have those options. Like, <laughs> I, my parents said, get up and do this. We had to get up and do it. You feel what I'm saying? And so these kids will tell you no. And me as a nanny, I have to also respect the fact that a child is telling me no because that ain't my child. And then I have to also watch what the parent does. How do they discipline? How You know what I mean? What, what's my thing? And then have to also realize, too, like, I'm, you know, I, I still have to be myself when it comes to correcting you as well. You feel I me? Mean? It's a lot of different lines. So, you know, I don't know, just having to, to, to develop a skill with it. But I'm very, like, proud of myself because, like, I'm starting to really, you know, see how this little girl is, getting to know her personality, getting to, like, know how I flow and how she and I talk to each other. And it's it's a nice little cool balance. I'm like, oh, I'm interested to see what else is going to be, you know, presenting itself. So you as a mom, like, I'm saying, like, your, your stages of when she was a baby to where she is now being five years old, are you, like, Oh, she's look seven. At the she, oh, she's she, seven. She's going to turn eight at, in October. But wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm so you, you seeing her now at eight, like, are you just like, are you, do you see the the steps? Like, are you like, dang, I remember when you were a baby and you were just like this. And I'm not even surprised that you turned out to be like this because you were, you know what I mean? Do you Listen, do that? Let, let me tell you something. Every, every, I'm more convinced than ever that every day of my life was written. Like I'm, I'm more convinced than ever. The way that my life has unfolded, I'm gonna say the last ten years, because you know I talked to you once before about I believe that we live life in cycles. Um, everything that has happened, and my cycles usually run about nine years. Like I say, every eight years or so, I will completely just say fuck all that and reinvent myself. Um. But this has been the most drastic um, change that I ever made. But um, I I believe that my daughter came along at the time that I was predestined to switch between myself and North Node. So, you know, like we talked about birth charts in our last conversation. And I was saying how if people would study their birth charts, they would see that... Um, we all have an order in which life occurs. And for some of us, the first half of our life is supposed to be public. Like our lessons come from public, external experiences. And then the the latter half of your life is more of an internal cleanup. And then for some of us, it's the reverse. And so for me, I always knew and I used to put it this way. I'm not destined to live an average life. 
And so, like, you know, when I started hitting, like, 35, I'm like, God, this shit is, like, super average. Like, what the hell is going on? This is so against the prophecy. Right. You know? Like, and that's kind of, like, where, like, everything uh, started making me realize, like, this ain't life. And so uh, the thought of having a child occurred around the same time because like I said I never thought about having a kid Mm -hmm. so I truly believe that my daughter was an integral part of me uh transitioning from Courtney the student to Courtney the teacher wow I I really do wow because there's lessons that the experience of raising her have taught me that I never would have, um, I never would have, uh, I never would have gotten ever. Like I'm much more willing to take risks now, and I have a child than I ever was when I was alone. Wow! And it sounds so counterintuitive, but she has made me realize that if I don't embody life for her, she will never really understand that there's more to life than just than just this. complaining or or just sitting around waiting for someone to make things better for you. Wow. So that's the that's the life you were living before having her. Yeah, and it wasn't bad. You know, you you don't know that your shit is bad. You, you until you see something else. Until you see something else. Absolutely. Or you start thinking back see and and this is yo we could have like a whole bunch of different conversations but as we do courtney when you when you heal yourself right Uh you gotta you gotta reparent yourself so you gotta like figure out like how were you raised you feel me and man like just going back to your childhood is hard for anybody because even if you had a good childhood, like your parents could love you to death, but maybe you still felt insecure about something. Yes. Like I used to hate my toes. Oh my God, girl. It, it, it sounds crazy to talk about it now, but I spent so much time obsessing over my feet mm-hmm. in life. And it's so bugged out to me today that I don't even hardly look at my feet. Right. <laughs> like, unless I have to. And, and when I tell you my feet were an obsession, to the point where I made my feet worse messing with my feet. Wow. And, and, and so it's like, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, life is funny, but we get what we are supposed to get when we get it. So my daughter helped me to become a better person because I started considering the things that I wanted her to learn and know. Wow. You, you, you know, like I yeah. believe that parenting can be one of the best uh, the best experiences ever. The problem is most of us are burdened and Puritan ends up turning into something for which we need therapy. Mm. You know, we all alone. Nobody helps us. I have no free time. No one understands. You know, so like, you know, the real work of a single mother or just a mother in general, because she can be married and still feel like a single mother is to like realize that like, yeah, you are a mother and yeah, it's some challenges, but you signed up for this, you know, if you look at it that way, or or this is the thing that's gonna make you be something better. Yeah. And I have a I have a friend that that like recently had a, a baby 
And you know, based off of her lifestyle, you wouldn't have thought that maybe you know she 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 would have kept it, but she felt like this this time she needed to you know to keep the baby and everything like that. And she's been doing like great, like you know what I mean. She's been she's been like making like trying to better her life because of her son, like just growing. And not that she didn't always want to better herself, but you know that that momentum that your kids give you that mm-hmm. just yourself alone couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And it be. It'd be beautiful to see that. It really is. Yeah. Y'all make me want to have a little baby. No. (laughs) Listen, I don't mean no harm though, but um, parenting is a, is a, is, you got to be ready for that. Not just financial. Most people think about the financial aspect. It's going to change who you are. That's how I feel. That's That's honestly the reason why I have not done it. But I'll keep myself in places where I'm always around kids because I love to be around children. Yeah. But at the same time, I'd be like, ooh, to have my own? I don't think so. I need a temporary. I need to be able to send you back. <laughs> I mean, it, it is a 24-hour thing. It's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot. My daughter is like my size. She's very tall. So it's like she always want to sleep in my bed. And it's like, mm-hmm. I really don't like having no big person in the bed with me. <laughs> She don't understand that though, and she be like, "Her little feelings be hurt." Well, it's like, "Yo, you my size, right?" Okay? <laughs> I don't want to lay in the bed with you. I'm sorry, yeah. you know. But it's a it's a blessing, and um, you know, it's like I definitely feel like, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to like educate people on, mm-hmm. you know. I think it's a it's a it's a real good thing because a lot of people out here really don't know that you don't have to seek guidance from other people. Like you don't yeah. have to be listening to people um, to necessarily tell you the right path for yourself. Spend some time for yourself. Like you pre-programmed with the path for you. Ooh, you make me, girl. I'm trying to tell you, you you put me in an energy that's just like. First of all, I feel like I need to pray hard tonight. And secondly, I'm just like, I get excited. Of, why, like, why do you even feel like you needed to talk to those people anyway? Because, like, you already knew they didn't have shit to say that you could really benefit from. But yet you still put yourself in spaces to have to listen to other people when they never got it in the first place. You feel what I'm saying? Like, do your own thing. Do your own research. Figure out your own self. You, you know you could put yourself in rooms that can make things shake. Like, you, know? you better you better recognize it. I mean, come on. Anybody that questions question life just need to watch that Will Smith movie, Pursuit of Happiness. I don't watch it. What is it on right now? Is you it on, on Netflix? You, you have never watched the Pursuit of Happiness. I watched it, but to be honest, when the shit came out, I was probably like 13. No, I get it. Because when it came out, I didn't rush to the movie theater to see it either. Um, I ended up catching it, you know, somewhere i don't remember maybe a red box or something i don't know yeah i need to watch it as an adult i definitely do you have to watch it because i mean yeah the whole relationship with his son was that's real like listen the whole movie i'm not even going you feel like that's what he really go through with his son no the movie was about the guy what's his name chris gardner but the, the the movie really just shows you that um it's almost like going back to the whole point about taking yourself to zero. Um, 
you have to be willing to do that. Like most people see, cause this is where my spiritual shit really kicked off. I kept on praying for a pivot and, and you know, I don't know if you ever played basketball, but a pivot basically means you keep your foot planted in one place, but you're able to shift your direction. Because in basketball, you can't lift. You you always have to have one foot on the ground. Right, so, so you're not traveling. So you're not traveling, right. Okay. So so in a pivot, it's a move where typically the person is holding the ball, they buy the basket, and they want to be able to change the direction that they're moving. So if they're standing straight, they might drop back mm-hmm. and then turn around in the other direction, spin, and shoot the shot. So okay. it's like I kept praying for a pivot. I kept asking God, like, man, can you just help help me figure out a way to still keep my same momentum, but turn in a different direction? You know, like a slingshot. Can you slingshot me in a different direction? Did you get it? No, that's what I'm trying to explain to you. Like, I kept praying for that, and 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 nothing would happen. And it wasn't until one day that God said, fuck all that shit like people think god don't cuss but he, i don't i'm not saying god was cussing but this is the thought that was the god the god that's in your head huh? yeah, it, was, right. it was like <laughs> it was like fuck all that so it was like it was like are you sure you you're like literally telling me to walk away from everything and the thought was you cannot get the life that you want without letting go of the life that you have so that pivot that I was asking for that that need to keep the same momentum that need for the lateral transition the need for that smooth (laughs) elevation to the next level it was like God told me I couldn't have it because there were still lessons I needed to learn I needed to learn that not everyone could go with me I had people around me who did not want me to win. Mm-hmm. And how am I going to be this elevated thing if I don't even have the discernment to know the people that are holding me down? Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot of times we pray for stuff, right? And we, you know, we be wondering like why things don't be happening. And it's because either A, we're asking for the wrong thing. B, we're not asking God to fix it. You know, we still trying to be in the mix of how to fix and stuff. Mm-hmm. And listen, I know not everybody can be the fool. Not everybody can take their self down to zero and be like, you know what, what I'm doing ain't working. I don't care. I, I, I'll struggle for a little bit until I figure out a new path. You know, not everybody is willing to like disappear you know, people be like, damn, she had that same coat on last time I saw her. You know, <laughs> like, like a lot of people ain't 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 okay with not caring about what other people think of them. So if you get to this place in your life, like how you've described, you have to know that that's the shit that make you a warrior. You know, like like people like to say that shit about I get it out the mud. I, you know, I get it how I live and all this other slick shit they say. But they lying. They lying. But 
if you can actually do that yourself, it ain't even no shit you got to brag about. Like, you ain't that person that did a countdown for when you quit your job. And, you know, I just want everyone to go on my journey of entrepreneurship. Right, you right, know, right. Like, <laughs> like You know, you just like, look, this is just what I got to do for myself. And y'all just watch me work. Yeah. Ooh. That's a different, that's a different walk. That's, that's like that's why like you know jay-z like people be like well what you think about jay-z or whatever right and it's like i swear when i listen to him in interviews i wouldn't be like yo this dude be around some wise people yeah but then uh on the flip of it i'm like yo but he's a capitalist mm-hmm. and i struggle with my relationship with money mm-hmm. like um like, I be wanting to give money away. Like, every time I think about if I had money, I just always think about giving it away. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's not how capitalists think. Because <laughs> they think they deserve the money. Yeah, or it's fun for them to trick people out of their money. Or it's fun for them to find ways to exploit people to make maximum amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's all about, uh, it's a false god. Money is a false god. Mm-hmm. So it's idol worship. So I, I, as a spiritual person, struggle with any type of idol worship. But mm-hmm. on the flip of that, like I say, he be around some very wise people. Like if you listen to Jay Z in interviews, um, I I know the people that he listens to. And what you listen to? Well, you know, listen. First off, me, I have to be responsible when I when I talk about like esoteric type stuff uh-huh. because, like I told you, my big thing is is that I don't really be wanting to empower demons. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to give somebody who ain't really in this walk the language hmm. because if I give you a name, you can Google that name. And then you can just take their philosophies and spin them because they're going to resonate with your soul because they're true. Mm-hmm. And you're going to spin them and then you're going to sound like you some kind of guru and shit. Like, no, nah, I, I, but like, like, I'll, like, I'll give you an example. Jay-Z said something one time about this poet, Khalil Gibran. I think he had mentioned that that was him and Beyonce's um, favorite poet. Uh-huh. And Khalil Gibran, like when I was pregnant with my daughter, Somebody gave me a book. Uh, Khalil Gibran has a book called The Prophet. Mm-hmm. And and someone gave it to me. And it was a poem. They bookmarked a poem where it talked about parenting. And, yo, when I tell you this man is so deep. Like, his words are, like, magical. So, for me, for somebody to know about such an obscure poet as Khalil Gibran, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, either he reads a lot Mm-hmm. Or he just has very learned people around him. But but being a person who who is learned, he is not a poet talking about... I mean, he's not a parrot talking about Khalil Gibran. So it's like, Jay-Z is such a freaking mystery to me. Because he just... He says stuff that lets you know that he is a lot deeper than, oh, yeah. than, I, I think than any people artist, think he is. Yeah. I think any, anybody in a creative space is a lot deeper than what you think like mm-hmm. and I, that's something I'm learning too like you know when, when you grew up in the church I grew up in the church so you always are looked at as people in the world as being the enemy 
You right. know what I mean? Like you look at them as like, man, they ain't got it. They they there's you you find some reason to hate these people for being, you know, out in the world and you know, you find yourself envious. But then when you hear these people talk about God and talk about their walk, I be like, Well, damn, they more successful than the people that's in the church. Right. They might got something, they more connected, like and they're great. And they believe in themselves and they have Christian backgrounds too. Like they know something that a lot of people in the church don't know. And they thinking about, you know, and so that that's what draws me into like with like, listening to those documentaries, listening to different podcasts of having like people who are successful on it because they got the antidote for sure. I mean, it really is coming down to knowing that you're a God. It's like a lot of people don't like to use that kind of terminology um, because like I say, when I tell you that nothing is new, so any of the uh, terminology or lingo that any religion, any movement used, they are not the original architects. They're not. They're not. Like when you look at like any of these like newer religions i'm talking ones that were made in let's say the last couple hundred years um they borrow so much from uh esoteric doctrine like (laughs) it's funny i read this book on um occultism in america and it talked about the various um occultist movements that had popped up from time to time in america and Um, At the end of the day, the people with money know. They know what's going on. They understand how energy works. They understand understand capitalism in a way that those of us who wish we had some money don't. Like, you know how they always say stuff like OPM? Like, people like to brag about it. Like, act like they saying something. Like, they know what they talking about. Like, yeah, girl, you got to use OPM. Other people money. Like, rich people don't use their own money. Like, mm-hmm. you don't even understand what that means. Right. First off, they they had to accumulate enough money to even get to the point where they could use other people's money. So, don't, don't just act like being rich is just like... About doing bad to others because it's not, and or or that you can get it the same way that somebody else got it, right? You know, like me, I all my life I thought I was gonna hit the number. All my life, all my freaking life, I thought I was gonna hit the number. Mm-hmm. I still do. <laughs> so, so, so I'm just waiting for what I see in my head to become the reality. Period. And that's how a lot of rich people live it's like i'm not gonna waste time worrying about why you say i can't have this company i'll just hire someone that'll set it up for me fuck is you talking about right you know but money is energy again all this shit is is related to energy and the more that we educate ourselves on what is energy how to harness energy how to protect energy that's where you get money well, Lord, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be all up in it. I want to, I want to change my perspective when it comes to money, because to be honest, for the amount of money that I make, I should be, be I should have a better savings than what I do. And I, I, my savings sucks. Like it's not, it's not where it should be. Like, I just feel like 
when you when you were making way less than this, you were telling yourself, "Oh, once I make this amount of money, I'm gonna be straight." Yeah. And then as soon as you start making that money, you had them same goddamn habits you had when you didn't have any money. And I'm just sitting here like, "Why am I still in the same cycle? Like, what is it? I I cannot get myself out of this spiral of spending money, and I'm over it." Like. Well, you got to do like me. Take yourself down to zero and then you ain't got no money to spend on shit. And then and then you start realizing that a lot of the stuff we buy, we don't need. So why, okay, so how do I take myself to zero in, in the sense of money? What would be me, okay, I'm at zero. Me saying, this money isn't mine. This money isn't real. Uh, It's more like, so, all right. You got to train yourself. You know how people be like, pay yourself first? Okay. So, if you would say, I'm only going to spend $100 out of each paycheck. Like, I'm going to pay myself $100. Mm -hmm. Then that's all you have. Okay. You know, like, taking yourself down to zero is just like, like when my apartment pulled on fire. And I had always had my own space, but, you know, like my little brother had told me that I could, um, you know, stay in his basement or whatever. Right. And mind Mm -hmm. you, like I said, I had already had my space. I was a fully grown woman. The thought of moving into my brother's basement with a cat was just like, wow, like, right. Like, like. But then I started looking at apartments and apartments. They wanted like $850 a month for like a one bedroom in the, in like practically the hood. It was just a lot. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So I humbled myself. I got me a storage. I like, you know, I, I basically I humbled myself. I went from like a full walk-in closet to like a little tiny closet, which basically made me basically have to rotate like five outfits for work. Uh-huh. Like, like I, you know, I had a couple suits where I would like wear the pants with a different shirt, sometimes right. like a jacket. Right. You know, but like I literally taught myself that, yo, I don't need a full wardrobe of clothes because I am fucking styling and profiling with these three suits and these six shirts. Right. You know, and you know, every once in a while I go to the mall and grab me a little, you know, camisole or something, but I wasn't buying clothes because I didn't have any space for it. Right. And I didn't want to go back and forth to the storage. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but in that process, I basically stayed in that basement for a year. Like I moved out almost a year to the day that I moved in. I paid off all my debt, all my debt. And I bought my house as a short sale. So I didn't get any like assistance. I had to end up spending a whole bunch of money, but I had the money. Mm-hmm. So you see by taking myself to zero, um, and it was some other things because the, the short sale took me a year to get into my house. It was wild. But in that year's time, like I said, I was able to save up the money. I was able to get my head wrapped around being a homeowner. Um, and then after it was all over, I had no debt. I had a new house. So wow. all that from humbling myself, taking myself to zero in my mind, being the fool doing something that's so uncharacteristic of myself, but it's in a line with the vision I have in my head. So it doesn't Ooh. fucking matter with anybody else. Ooh, but I like, because that's really the investment that you put inside yourself. Right. You having to do the work 
regardless of if this work that you're used to doing, you knowing that this is something that has to align with who you are supposed to be, you're going to fucking do it. I yeah. love that. I could, I could live in that basement because I had a plan. Yeah. You understand? Going back to that whole thing about the phases, most people struggle with the phases of life because they don't see how they're going to get themselves out of it. They don't believe the phases end. Mm. They don't believe in you know, one minute you're up, one minute you're down. If you're down, the only way you can go is up. Like people don't believe this in their soul. It's not, it's not programmed in them. And I think that's why they suffer. You know, I can go through anything. I can go through anything. Like if you knew all of the shit that has happened to me in the last week and listen, it's never major with me. It's never major. Cause it's like, I got this Job thing going on with God. Like, mm-hmm. They can they can mess up everything around me, but they don't touch me. So it'll be like my car will be acting up. On the same day, I find a rat in my house. You know, what I'm <laughs> just, just like what the fuck is happening here? Right. But because it's happening back to back to back, I'm like, mm-hmm, I see what this is. So what is it? Well, it depends on the energy you have around you. I know I've been ignoring somebody that I know ain't right. See, it's like this. I Like I say, I pick up on energy from people. I recognize energy signatures. And I don't know if you've ever been around evil people. And I feel like God gave me, like, experiences very early in life. Like, I had a girlfriend, her mother. Oh, my God. This woman had a spirit that was so dark, so dark around mm-hmm. her. And so it gave me, I, I, I recognize the energy signature of dark people. Mm-hmm. By virtue of having spent so much time around that woman. Because I was like best friends with her child. And so like today, it's like, man, I just, I picked right up on people energy. And, you know, I don't question it. And you will question it or won't question it? I won't. I won't. Why? Why? Like if somebody make you feel like they a liar, it was you going to stick around to confirm it? I mean... A liar energy signature is very distinct. You don't question whether or not you think someone's a liar. Like once that light bulb go off, and, oh, he, she a liar. Hmm. You, you you be hurting yourself <coughs> trying to prove it. Trying to prove it. Or, yo, liars are the worst. I, I that's no, but you know what's worst. crazy? Let me tell. Let me tell you. Let me just say, okay. Which li- li- living real. in my living in my my authenticity these days, right? I I have a a problem with like I don't want to feel like I'm letting somebody down or you know like I the energy. So when stuff like that happens, it kind of forces you to lie, right? Because you you don't want to make a person feel feel bad about what the truth is. So you're trying to protect them before you even really sit and say what the truth is. I almost had a moment, a real brief moment where I was about to lie. And I had to call my mom real quick. And my mom <laughs> said to me, what is the point of lying? Say what it is. Because if you know, if 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 the person can't accept what the hell you said it was, shit, it's the truth. At least you can stand on it. Yeah. And I was like, you damn right. She was like, girl, just say what the fuck it is and see what happened. And then and I said I ended up saying the truth about it. And it was no issue. 
It never and will like, be. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, so much that now I can stand on this. But the truth don't even cause as many problems as we think. It don't. It really don't. It just be like our own stuff that make us think that telling a lie is better. You you it know, it, and it's not. That's why I say that lying is really a form of witchcraft. Yeah. It's like it's like in tarot again. There is an energy like when we talk about archetypes. You have the magician. Like at different stages in our life, we do have to be the magician and a magician ain't necessarily telling lies. I mean, a magician in his negative aspect could be a liar, but a magician just basically is a person who harnesses the elements to get what they want. So whether that be their words, whether that be their writing, whether that be Mm. their passion, their creativity, Mm. you you know, and, and, and all of these positive things have, negative aspects you know motivational people in the negative aspects can be finesses oh yeah and that, you know what the crazy thing is i had this i had this thought a few years ago i said for the people who are out there that are actors and actresses do they have a tendency to be amazing liars yeah because they can convince you that they are this character do you know how many false pretenses they could be literally giving like can you imagine dating an actor in a relationship Bitch, you don't know what the fuck is the truth. <laughs> you I mean, know what I'm look, saying? Look, look at the guy that played uh, Little Murder on P Valley, girl. Because even even in his regular, like he was he was on a commercial and he was smoking a blunt, right? <laughs> and the guys in the commercial was like, "Man, I seen you on P Valley. I ain't trying to hit that blunt." And he was like, hey, "Don't let all that P Valley shit get to you. Like I'm a real nigga." You know what I'm saying? Like I was just sitting there, like, but no, but low key, he gives so much masculine energy. Women still be a matter if he fucking Uncle Cliff. You know what I'm saying? We still be like, shit, it's something about him. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm I trying mean, to get him in that. I don't mean no harm though, but women are naive to think that little murder ain't more common than they think. Yeah, I know. I mean, women is very naive if they think that little murder ain't little, little Bobo, the, the party promoter. I mean, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Like, you need to stop. Like, these, yeah, these men in this era right here, they they come up different. They don't come up in an era where men were married, and you know, even DLness ain't the same as you know what it what it was. Niggas are starting to say what it is, right? Like like men, some men are really coming out. I think so. I mean, they like, ought to. But but you know what's crazy? What I heard a rumor, girl, that I first found out I was this years old when I found this out. They say that gay men and 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 normally DL men go to Drew Hill Park at night. Oh, girl, to have sex. That shit. I didn't know that. Forever. That shit. Been I didn't know that. Ever. I was like, what? What? what, what did this? And, and, and the the curiosity in me wants me to drive down there and see what the fuck went on. Yeah, <laughs> but you, you at know. the same time, I'm like, I never even knew this. You know where the snake house is? No, what's that? The snake. Oh, damn! I forget. You so much younger than me. Um. Uh. Okay. So you know how when you ride into Drew Hill Park, um. Uh, not not the way that you go into the park to get to the zoo, but the way okay. that you go into the park to get to Green Spring. 
I don't so, know. So you enter at Rice's Town. That's what it is. You you enter the park at Rice's Town. Okay. So if you go um if you go down that road back in the day, well you'll see a baseball field on the left side. Uh-huh. Back in the day, that little building right there used to be the snake house. Mm-hmm. So the so the Baltimore Zoo snake house. Now they I guess they have snakes in the zoo part, but back in the day. So it's a it's a road. That's the road they be on. But yeah, girl, they call that shit cruising. And they said they be up top of the hill. They oh like in a tree, fucking in a tree. I mean, yeah, they I mean, of course. Th- those are the ones that are on foot. I was telling you about the ones that be in their car. Oh, and they call doing what? Just looking for gay men, looking for prostitutes. What are they looking for? Listen, listen, girl. This, this is first off. How else, girl? That whole lifestyle is is really something um, that we don't know nothing about. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. like we don't know nothing about that. And like all the bisexual men that I've ever met in life. they they know that that lifestyle is is not uh i guess socially acceptable and they not 100% um open about their stuff so they are sometimes forced to do stuff like go to parks and that kind of stuff really uh came down a little bit now that they have like grinder and you know these different websites but mm-hmm. once upon a time, you know, the park or uh, adult bookstores, remember down the block, they used to have all the peep shows and stuff like that? Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. The block used to be real different. So what's the block? The Baltimore block, Baltimore Street, down there where, oh. the, where the strip clubs are. Oh, where the strip clubs are. Okay, yeah. okay. So but it, used, strip- it used to be completely different. Like, they used to have um, lots of adult bookstores down there. Adult. Uh-huh. So adult videos and adult toys and yeah what happened to all the porn stores why don't we have porn stores anymore well because people can go on the internet oh so we're shutting them out of business yeah ain't no business for that no more plus ain't nobody gonna pay no you know porno dvds used to cost a lot they definitely did so ain't nobody doing that no more with all this free porn out here but they but they used to have peep shows and you know uh glory holes there is so much shit glory holes is when they put the dick in the hole right it'll just be random people oh my god we don't live those lifestyles you know like it ain't nothing about our sexual proclivities that are hard for us to obtain and we don't have to engage in dangerous, risky behavior to get that nut off. You know, just like just imagine you a gay man. I mean, you a DL man. You don't you don't want to disrupt your life. You don't want people to know, you know. So you are relying on what they call that plausible deniability. It's like you're not gonna admit that you seen me in the park because what the fuck was you doing in the park? So it becomes like this little secret, like I call them like the gay mob, because there's a lot of them in Baltimore. You know, they suck each other's dicks and stuff, but they keep it on the low low and they out here because they all out here lives. doing it. They all out they here. All out but here. but you know what is crazy? It's like you're basing your lifestyle off of shame. 
This is right. why I can respect the gay man that says I don't fuck with DL niggas. Absolutely. Because Me they too. they don't own their shit. They don't own it. You you basing this lifestyle off of shame. Oh, we all the shame that we're gay. So let's all come together and suck each other's dicks. Like that just is that is so weird. And usually and usually they got a lot of shit with them. Like I said, I've known quite a few bisexual men in my life. And a lot of them are not yo they got psychological problems not that not being gay is the psychological issue but just dealing with either a living a lie b not being able to live in your truth c you know it's like got raped don't yeah. know if you like the sex or didn't like it you went to jail you know <laughs> you and your cellmate you know just comforted each other whatever yeah. fuck it is that you got going on and i'm a big i'm a big firm believer i was having this conversation earlier that that if a, a man who has sex in jail, to me, it's not gay. Like, I can't, unless you was already on some wild shit anyway. But I feel like if you had sex with a man just to get off your hormonal <laughs> pressures and then you come back to life and maybe, maybe you're not gay no more, or maybe you still gay. Like, you might, you might have embraced that man and fell in love with that man and now you like dick. But at the same time, I wouldn't be shocked for the man that's like, no, nah, I just did that shit while I was in jail. I'm good now. I'm on oh, the pussy. Like, I, I, I see, I don't know, I see both sides. I they call it man. gay for the stay. <laughs> they put what? Gay for the stay. Okay, I like that. Gay for the stay. Gay for the stay. <laughs> that's what it's giving. It's giving gay for the stay. I, would, I mean, I wouldn't date a man like that, but I can most definitely understand where a man coming from if he said that to me. You know? I mean, unfortunately, I mean, yo, like, listen, people don't want to have these, these conversations, but uh, in the black community, mass incarceration has led to. <laughs> a huge chunk of our community being sent to prison in their sexual prime mm. you know you you in your mind you're like oh you sending a 17 year old away for 20 years you sending an 18 year old he got 35 years you know he gonna come home he 50 the fuck you think is up with that nigga exactly i mean let's just be real whether whether he say he gay whether he not gay whether he never be his meat in 25 years whether he at the end of the day something's up with that nigga he ain't coming back normal right (laughs) he is not coming back normal something gonna be up with that motherfucker (laughs) real yeah Oh yeah. my god! And look, yeah. when you put it in that light, makes so much sense because it's like we can't sit here and be shocked when years have gone crazy. All these people are thinking, you know, totally extreme from what they used to think. So different people who who be in the um in the hole. What they say, it take like twenty two days for you to go crazy. How how long is it? Take? How long in solitude? Do you have to be for you to go mentally crazy? Girl, you can go crazy at the two days, a day without without of no social interaction. Yeah, and it's so ironic that you actually mentioned that because that is an area that I really want to um to work in. Like I developed a, a couple programs, but one program in particular is um I'm I'm loosely it's it's loosely related to what I'm calling hermits. So these are people who spend considerable amounts of time alone and are forced 
to develop, uh, you know, a routine, a ritual, a mindset to help them maintain their sanity in these, you know, peculiar, unusual environments. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's a lot of guys out here, y'all. And nobody wants to really talk about this. Like, people like to cry about the murders and, oh, this and, oh, that. But, and I'm not belittling anyone's loss, but at the end of the day, your cousin was just in there smearing shit on the walls Mm. and they let him out Mm. and two weeks later he's dead (sighs) but you don't know anything about the fact that he was in prison because he had been in a hole for the last six months smearing shit on the walls Mm. so actually he was in a mental health crisis but they just let his wild ass back out on the streets and now somebody laid his ass out but we're going to sit here and cry about how we just taking out all the black men and it's just so messed up. Everybody want to kill each other, but nobody want to ask wow. Michael, was wow. he in there smearing wow. shit? On wow. Him? Did he get raped? Did you get raped in prison? Ooh, that's a whole different story because it's like, and then, and then you wonder why people are incarcerated. I'm talking about mentally incarcerated. Then people who right. can't get out of the mindset of being in jail. And when I talk to men who have been in jail and they can have a very like vivid or like you know transparent conversation with me, I'd be low key proud of those men because I'd be like, I know it took a lot of strength for you to have to go through jail, make it out, and still build and make something for yourself. Like that takes a lot, you know, of of mental like you know stimulation just you having to be determined to be better than what you've been and what you saw i mean i I think that men like that can teach us all great lessons about how to be in something and not of it absolutely you know like how do you be in something that's not you like you're not a dirty nigga you're not a loud nigga you don't like to fight you you like to sell coke yeah (laughs) but now you're around (laughs) all these savages right Oh my god! And then and then still having to maneuver because I had to think to myself. I was like, damn, like, not that I ever want to be in this space, but I think like we've all thought about how we would be if we were in jail. And I was like, okay, what would you act on for your personality wise to get you through jail? So I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to be the funny one. I'm going to have to do something funny, but I also got to make a living for myself. So I'd be like, okay, mom, make sure I got Dove soap on deck. So I got all the women smelling like dumb soap, getting perfume and shit. Like, ah, you smelling good, girl. You feel me? Like, everybody be on it and shit. I'm like, okay, cool. I can build some type of community there and, you know, keep it going. It's really, it's really crazy. <laughs> the fact that I had time. But see, this. but you see how as a woman, you can still think of ways to maintain your femininity and your essence. Of course, there are going to be violent women there. Mm-hmm. You know, of course. But, you know, a man going to prison, I don't give a fuck who has told him about prison. It's about the energy he gives off. Mm -hmm. Like prison is all about the primalness of us uh, as, as people. So that's why me in particular, I'm very interested in the insights that anybody have for people who, who have to like, like, yo, I'm not in that shit. I'm here. I'm with you, motherfuckers. I'm mm-hmm. with you. But fuck you. I'm not in that shit. Yeah. And, and, and how you navigate that. Because quite frankly, that's what we all are dealing with out here. Yeah. Prison yeah. Is, is spiritual warfare 
manifested in the human form. Absolutely. And those, and, and you know, we should start saying those, which is, I, I understand it's bad, but it's like those of us who get the luxury of going to jail, overcoming jail, and still being successful in life, like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, that's like a goddamn, like, you, you, you suffered one of the most hardest things for any individual to really do because, like you said, it takes you back to, like, survival mode, how your instinct, having to, you know, be one. And then, like, if, you, if you're if sitting here and you watching people who are, like, all in their heads going crazy and some other shit, it can low-key scare it could do it could do so many things to your body, but it's like if you still remain and stay who you are and you know, still proceed to be the best you you can be, you can conquer anything. Exactly. Exactly. And I believe that the, the prison population, you mm-hmm. know, they they you know, it's you know, I just I, I'm you know, I've always been a person that root for the underdogs. But because I'm a person that think outside the box, it's not like, oh, I'm going to be a prison reform advocate. It's like, no, I believe that men, the older they are, you know, the more books they have in their library, you Mm. know? So it's like, I feel like the pariahs of our society, like the people who are considered outcasts, the people who are forced to, 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 to live on their own, who are in their own world, like, yo, they really get this, like. Mm. Those of us that's trying to be part of shit and want to be seen and want to be known for something and, you know, having secrets and people having stuff on us because we not authentic, you know, that's not the way to live. So in jail, like they say, in jail, you can have no secrets. Mm. You know, whoever you are, prison just going to magnify that. So it's like, for me, I believe that we should not... The, probably the reason why the, 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 the revolving door, the turnstile of prisons to the streets is what it is, is because there is no place for prisoners. You know, and I'm going to just say this one last thing, you know, like there's an African proverb that says like, you know, children who aren't indoctrinated in the village will burn it to feel its warmth. It's, it's the same thing with like these kids, these people come out of jail, everybody like ain't nobody welcoming these black men into the community. Ain't nobody creating no platform for them to realize that there is a destiny for them and they have to learn how to balance their masculine and feminine energy as a matter of survival. Like nobody's yeah. teaching this. Yo, but what if that's your purpose, y'all? It like- is. Like, you need, you need to no, but for real, I, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you. I'm like, shit, I'm gonna go to jail just so I can embody this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like on some real shit, you're giving amazing perspective on this. Like, you have to be the person who was talking to these men. And granted, remember a couple months ago, you were talking about how you wanted to teach men empathy. Like, mm-hmm. this is taking it up a whole different level. You can change the whole trajectory trajectory of a man's way of thinking. Well, Girl, for real. Th- well, honestly, though, honestly, though, that that is the thing that kind of came to me as part of like my journey. You know, like I, I told you, I always felt like I embodied masculine energy. And, you know, when if people make you feel bad about that, right, mm-hmm. you can sometimes try to suppress that or, you know, uh, become overly feminine. And 
for me, what I realized is that my ability to empathize with men, my ability to, like my experience of having to be responsible, having to make decisions that impact others besides myself, to to be accountable for my decisions, that's that's masculine energy. And I bodied that. I, I get I get how to be a man. Mm. Not, not how to be a man to a woman. You right. Know, not right. To, but the energy you know. itself, I have I have most definitely yeah. mastered that. Yeah. That's how I feel about feminine energy. I feel like I can I can write a book on how to be the best mate for your man. Like I feel like can't nobody tell me how to be in a relationship. Can't nobody tell me how to have a successful relationship. I got that shit. Being single. I ain't got it. Like I, I can't I can't say I can body being single, but like in a relationship, you can't tell me shit. I know everything. You feel what I'm saying? And <laughs> and I just do. I'm like, no, I I submit it. I you know, I I, I support it, I educate it, I played the student. I've done I've literally done every form of being in a relationship and can't nobody I've been clingy, I've been like I've done everything. You feel me? And and know what it takes to be like the best woman. So that you're my girl yo period you are my girl you're my girl i will not have you on this phone past past 105 a.m like i'm so sorry but i would say this though i don't even know what time we got on the phone but it just definitely was it it flows so that's that's the thing and literally i asked you I i probably asked you maybe one or two questions from my list Dead serious. I don't need no list when I'm talking to the meat. Jordy, when you got the meat, <laughs> you don't need no list. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Thank you. Thank you, Court. Like for real. This is gonna be amazing. I can't wait to read this. Are you gonna it, chop this up? You gonna cut it in half or something? I don't know. You think I should? Maybe I should, right? I don't know if. I know I'm editing when I talk about some of my niggas. I'm editing what's some the, of that. What's the attention span of your audience? Have you do you get those kinds of analytics to tell you like I, I, I don't they don't tell me the attention span, but it'd be like it will say like how many followers you have based based off each episode. But so it don't they, tell you how long they listen. No. Oh, I wish I had that. See, that's crazy. That, Cause that's how like uh, Amazon is. Like when you sell books for them, like if you do like the unlimited program, they'll tell you how many pages was read mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but no, that's cool. They'll probably get get more like that. Cause some people really study them analytics. I know, and them people they are gifted. I don't have the attention span. I honestly don't. I would like to hire somebody to do it for me. To be honest, it's just too much. On what time to post, knowing exactly what audience is listening. Like I just be like, I don't even care that much. I don't even want to care. Well, I'm gonna that tell you this. much. If you if you post a reel like four in the morning, uh-huh. or or post like a story like four or five in the morning, mm-hmm. that shit gonna get a lot of views. Why? Is, What's wrong with four in the morning? I guess because that's when people be up scrolling. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But like, if I post something like really early in the morning. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I get way more views than if I just like post something in the middle of the day. I'm gonna take heed, but no, <laughs> but you know. But listen, there's a lot of um. I'm gonna send you this thing I I um I found today about how to market books on TikTok. 
Because that's the thing that I've been, like, really thinking about lately. And I don't know why I've been thinking about that. TikTok but, is cool. It's, and it's an easier way to build your followers. You build a lot more followers on TikTok than you do on Instagram, Facebook, or any other platform. Like, TikTok just gets you so fast for building your followers. I just haven't, like, I've, I had a space where TikTok was, like, my first thing to, like, really do. But now I just be like, I don't have the energy for it. But mm-hmm. I know that, like, if you are embedded into creating a TikTok and making that shit run, you could really get a lot of followers. Well, it's just that I gotta, I have to figure out, I gotta, I have to, I need to, my books are really good. And I really need to, like, um, I need to get more creative about how to even talk about them, you know? Okay, so it's more about your delivery. All of it. Okay. You know, like, again, though, I used to be able to talk and, you know, public speaking and all that other stuff. And then it was like something happened that, like, just changed me. Wow. So, like, in this new different space that you're in, you haven't learned how to master, master speaking through this space. Yes. Okay, I got you. Yes. Well, that's, that ain't shit. You'll learn just like yeah. you learned the last time. <laughs> you know, it's just like I gotta read. I gotta read. I, you know, reinform myself of who I am. Remember how good I am at this. Boom, boom, boom. No, but that's Unless why you got it. Period. That's why these conversations are really good because um, I don't really post a lot on my own because I do much better when I am able to converse with someone who is kind of can move at the pace that I move because I jump around and you know so it's like for me this is like excellent practice I know that it's it's definitely a blessing that you know I look at everything like this is an opportunity so it's just really good that I'm getting this opportunity to you know just refine how I like even approach sharing information because like I'm not about empowering demons at all (laughs) I'm not going to tell nobody how to uh, get what they want from somebody else. I'm well, look, I thank you for empowering me because <laughs> your your empowering me feels like I'm talking to a sister. You oh. know, like you, you, you feel you the meat. I don't like. I can't say nothing but just the meat. My whole idea of what I wanted my podcast to be, and there are times where, like, I feel like I fall astray for what I wanted to be like because sometimes it can get too much involved in like um like men versus women topics like sometimes it goes to that like but I'm not a I'm not opposed to it like you know that it goes to those levels but but to be honest that's not the space I want to be in my my true space is wanting to like highlight people and show them like you know how great they are and and get involved into their minds and their creativity and their spirituality but it has to be people that like I'm honestly interested in getting to know like if if i don't feel like i want to get to know you i don't really want to interview you (laughs) (laughs) as you shouldn't yeah i mean because you got to think about it your show is going to be like you know like i don't know what your big vision is but let's say it's to be the next oprah it's like i would love that you want to be known for having good guests and to me um men versus women conversations while they might be entertaining they're actually low vibrational because a lot of these men that are commenting are operating in the feminine energy so the yes. shit that they saying is not even something that a real woman 
would even respect. Well, even real shit, it, it makes you think to yourself, like, what makes you think you're going to get the woman that you desire? <laughs> Thinking right. like that. Like, like please, please tell me when you think, the, or even to the women, the women who who come at men like this? What makes you think you're gonna get that man thinking like that? Right. Like, how does that get you your man in your life? Like, you talking like a dumbass. Like, you talking like you ain't got no sense. You're not even talking like off of knowing who you are as an individual. You just sound like you are halfly there. You don't even sound whole. Who who <coughs> who responds to that? Somebody who's half doing a shit too? Yeah, that's because you're a perfect boy jabba. Like. <coughs> But it's, it's entertaining to like listen to, you know. It's it's entertaining, you know. That is. But that's that's that clickbait though. Everybody out here is really just looking for like sound bites and um something that they can say. But it's all fake. I mean, because yeah, if, how would you like it if a man would just like say like, you know what, you know, I I I I, I got a lot of women, but I still feel lonely. Like, you're right like you might look at him like dude I know you just look on it but you know what's funny we end up finding that out anyway <laughs> he may not say it to us off the gate but, but when we walk away from we be like this nigga lonely as shit look at this nigga like you feel what I'm saying you begin to really see that's crazy Courtney that's crazy I mean, hey, but everybody afraid. That's and, and I heard I heard Mike Epps say this. I, I like watching drink champs. Like that's like my oh yeah that's my podcast show. Yeah. I gotta listen to the the Patty one, man. I keep on. Saying I haven't seen. But you know the thing is, I don't want to watch Patty because I feel like it's Patty taking shots. Listen, like, I don't know somebody, but, but Patty. Patty got the jewels, man. They got a clip talking about how she met Luther Vandross. His ass came in there boosting. I'm watching tonight. I'm watching tonight, period. I'm going to watch she it said tonight. Luther Vandross came in there with some outfits. And they, was, and, and they was wearing shit from the five and dime. So he, he wanted to give them some outfits. He was boosting. Girl. Like, you oh know. And, 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 and this is the thing. Now, I don't think that she would talk about Aretha Franklin because Aretha Franklin is dead. But, girl, they used to have some real diva energy between them. Like what? Like giving things that like they was fucking? No, they ain't like each other. Aretha Franklin literally like it's not a joke. She thought that she was everything. Really? Like, if you watch that movie with Jennifer Hudson, <coughs> yeah, you got to see like Aretha really did you know, she went through a lot of stuff and she didn't take no crap off nobody and for whatever reason she ain't like Patty LaBelle they got this this thing I will find this clip where there was like an award show maybe Aretha was receiving an award and Patty went to like <laughs> so was she what, what, but at this point was she real life just jealous of Patty I mean can you imagine though it's like yo first off we don't even have singers like that no more uh huh Patty or Aretha. Ain't nobody singing like that. Uh-huh. So they came up in an era where literally it was dog eat dog. Mm. So, you know, they, you know, either way, either way, Patty got the stories, I'm certain. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it because at first I was kind of like, I don't want to see Patty taking no shots. But now I'm like, well, shit, you know what? I'm going to watch it. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it tonight. Patty got stories. That was like, I mean, a lot of people that go drink champs don't even be drinking though. 
Like, I, I remember. Like, no, but some of them bust. First of all, Nori busts down. He, he busts. He do a lot. He busts down. But you know what the crazy thing is? Like, I don't, I don't mean to talk bad about him because I'm a big fan about what it is. But I can kind of see why people say, like, Y'all rappers get this money. Y'all rappers come on TV and y'all come high and y'all come drunk and you're kind of telling other kids to do the same thing. Like it does kind of encourage people to see what you're doing and want to do it too. Oh, wow. He makes all this money. Oh, wow. He got his own podcast. Oh, shoot. I'm going to start drinking. I'm going to start doing this because this is what, you know, it's cool. Like I could kind of see like, oh, this is why people look at it like that, you know, but it don't we, stop us all from like you know needing our substances, like wanting you know certain things. But like, I don't know. I just think because we older, so we know Nori the rapper, and so it just seemed like he has uh, evolved. You know, somebody to know Nori the rapper. But if you just meet and Nori the podcast host, it would seem like some old nigga that just know a lot of rappers. Yes, because he never was like a mainstream success and I mean, that, yo and i was watching his podcast way before i knew what song he, i was like what what song is this again then when i did my research last week he sung homeboy i came to party I, hey man, that girl was like that me yo where I, I the era that i came up in um yo i nori girl when i tell you like top top five albums, like top five albums, Capone and Noriega War Report is absolutely on my list. And I'll take it a step further. Nori had this album called Melvin Flint the Hustler. Mm-hmm. Girl. Yo, yo, it's crazy because that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I grew up watching Nori. And he you know, talked shit about himself like he was the motherfucking man. He was, No. No, listen, listen. Again, like I said, it's the era. The era that Nori is from, yo, they were huge mixtape airs. Huge. Uh-huh. Like, we, we, you don't even, you can't even imagine what the mixtape game was like. Like, I used to date a guy that would pay $20 for New York mixtapes. You know, like the uh, uh, DJ Clue, DJ right. Red Lantern. And so they from Queensbridge. So Queensbridge had Nas, Mob Deep, um, Tragedy Gaddafi. I mean, like it was like a whole movement of music that was coming out regularly. Like albums would come out once a year. Mixtapes would come out once a week. So nori like when i said he wasn't like a mainstream success what i'm saying is is like it was his collaborations with uh pharrell that what 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 uh, yeah you know what i mean it was like it was those collaborations that made him you know mtv worthy but nori oh my god girl when i tell you t-o-n-y invade and why multiply do it that girl niggas yo Oh, I wish I was there. I wish I was there. Oh, Listen, that was an era of New York. It's pretty much like after two thousand. That's when we really the South like really took over. That whole mixtape game became like DJ drama. So the the focus of hip hop really shifted. But Nori definitely had a run, and real hip hop heads respect Nori. That's why when he can do these interviews with people, he really know these people. 
So that's what makes his so what what, what, made, so what made him so respectful though? Was it just the things that he talked about? Was it just his personality? Do you know he was a street dude? Okay. So you know, you know how New York rolls. So he was a street dude, but he was a really good rapper. Like Nori is a really good rapper. Like, cause he did that whole Spanish thing before that Spanish thing was a thing. Mm-hmm. He always had his own lingo. Always. Mm. Like however he talked now, like making up his own words, his own slang. Like, like Nori really is a slick dude. Like he He's just one of them people who is really well known. Just like take a Fat Joe. Fat Joe had a whole gangster air when he was uh, uh, Don Cartagena, that uh, Cartagena, whatever that album was called. Um, this was pre Big Pun. After Big Pun, that's when you know he linked up with Remy Ma, and you know, like all these people are from the same era, and they and they've like really evolved into something else. So for me to watch Nori, man, he came a long freaking way because his partner in crime, Capone, never enjoyed the same amount of success that Nori did. Really? Oh, so they beefing? Are they? Are they no, cool? they're not beefing, but it just it's a real testament to how, the relationships Nori had with people. Cause, mm. cause Nori still clearly maintained really good relationships with everybody in the industry. Versus Capone, he just kept on going to jail, and um, it just never happened for him. So, so we 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 kind of got to give Nori his his props in a sense. His flowers that he gives everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Because, but, but it's a lot of people from his era that done fell off, especially because they never made it to like the mainstream. Yeah, you know, so the fact that he still remains relevant. He probably had some lean years there, but then you know the podcast thing happened for him, and and now he's getting a chance to um, you know, and he got people like me. I look at him and I'm just like, I want to be you, like not really fit be him. You know what I'm saying? But in a place of like the way that people get so comfortable when they around you, it is something about the essence of having a person open up to you. You know how much like, like. And I mean, we're going to talk that dopamine shit, but like on some real shit to have a person say to you, I've never said this to anybody else, but I feel comfortable. I feel like that's an honor of love. That's like a badge of like, damn, I've overstepped so many people in your life that you know, and you trust me with this? Like, (laughs) damn, like, like, I'd be grateful as fuck. So it'd be like some of the stuff that that he sits there and he can get people to say and he can make people just feel so loved and feel so like like that's I want that. Like I'm just like I hope one day I get to meet him so I can be able to tell him like nigga I'm trying to tell you you inspired the fuck out of me. But you see, but you see, like Oprah, like you don't really think she know them people. It's just something about her energy and the questions that she asks. Yeah, people feel comfortable versus Nori. He really know these people, except like Patty Labelle. Like he don't know Patty Labelle, but you can always tell when him really know somebody because he played a whole, you know, give him honor. And he talk a lot less. I swear, Nori will over talk sometimes. <laughs> but you know what? But I can't even get mad at him because I'm like, I get it. Because sometimes people can be giving you so much meat. Like you, you are a meter. 
So I have to pause you because I have memory <laughs> issues. I have things I need clarification on. There's so many things. You just got to pause. Like, wait a minute. I don't want to cut you off. But no. what she mean by this? You know, like you just get so excited. But that's so, a good host because it shows that you're listening. And I'm trying to tell you as a person who's done many interviews, it, it it's really refreshing when you actually are doing an interview with someone and you can tell they're listening as opposed to just running down their list of questions just so they can get your response on tape. Yeah, and that ain't fun. You know, hey, if you come to that interview with a mission, you know what I'm saying, then it's cool. It's like, these are the questions I need you to ask me. <laughs> but you know what, though? For an interviewer, that is not your favorite interview. Okay. The, 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 those people that, you, that you're that you on it, just that, that if you're in a vibe with them, it'd be amazing. But it's like on some, like, I'm just trying to, like, see what it could do to get me up. Like, the, the main thing is, like, the views or the or the thing of, like, what can it do? Like, that's when you play that position, that magician that you're talking about. Yeah. It's kind of like when you play in that position because you just kind of, like, seeing that this is kind of your break in a sense. But, like, the ones that come natural that you don't have to even look at your list for, that you just love the essence of who they are, those be your favorites. Those are the ones you continue to bring back. Like well, that. Well, see, but that's why Drink Chance is going to be good because he's an artist. And he's actually like a fan. So yeah. of course it's gonna just like when you talk to me, it's like you you're not just asking me questions, like you genuinely wanna talk. So that's <laughs> really always think. gonna make it better. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. The court. I love you, Court. Right. Oh girl. <laughs> <That's what> <laughs> For real. Like you just Oh, I'm, I'm so glad this was our episode and I'm not like I said I had other that little bit but other than that like I'm cool with what we have like I'm so grateful for you coming on because I can have one mindset of how something's gonna go and I can talk to you and you can change the whole trajectory trajectory of my thought process of how everything's going and I love that I know that that's a universe and spiritual connection and I'm grateful so I'm going to let yes. you go to sleep. <laughs> All and right. I thank well, you for being the meat of my show. You funny. But yes, it's been a talking to you. And until we do this again. And you know you got my back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, listen. Next time you need to like tell me the topic in advance so I can, well, I mean, unless you just like putting me on the spot. <laughs> I kind of did. I'm not, I will always be prepared, but I kind of just be like, oh, let's see what she's going to do with this. And then when you just go, I'll be like, ah, she going, she going, she going. Like, I'll be hyped. I'll be hyped. Woo. Anyway, but yes. Like okay. next time, I will try to let you know, and we'll see if we can stay on topic together. <laughs> You're funny. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure, like I said, and so we will chat soon. All right. Love you, Corey. Have a good night. Love you too. Talk to you soon. All right. Damn, I love me some Courtney. I'm trying to tell y'all, I love me some Court. Thank you, Court. Court. Full Court. Supreme Court, you know, you like I did that. That was cute. <laughs> but uh thank y'all for listening to Just Breathe with Breathe Podcast. And you know, again, as always, I'm giving you my light, love, and good energy away. Have an amazing day.